What's going on? What's going on? It's your boy Icon E, and we're here on 910 Sports. Well, first of all, I want to thank God for another opportunity to be able to get on here, uh, whatever. Uh, but this is 910 Sports episode 22, episode 22. So we like five and a half months in, or whatever, um, of this um, of this show of this podcast. So it's it's been a blessing so far to be. Um, on here this long, um, we have we have, have we gonna have a special treat for y'all today. I'm very excited. Couldn't sleep last night, whatever. I'm so excited about today. I was like a little kid on the first day of school. Um, but um, um, we also um, just want to let you know this is um, uh, also Miss Medina uh, Miss Benita Radio Network is also part of this uh, podcast along with the CV Sports. What's going on, Big Dog? What up? What up? What's going on, man? Hey, uh, how was your week? How was your week? Good, man. Good. Nice and nice and quick. Last week was nice and quick, so you know I'm enjoying it. Wish the weekend was a little longer, but you know it is what it is. Yeah, yeah. Hold on. Uh, yeah. Okay, there we go. I had to, my bag. I had to uh, text our guests or whatever. Um, so I let them know to come on like eight thirty. Get everybody up. Get everybody else a chance to jump on here this morning. You know, you know, you know your uncle old, so you know you take him a little, a little time to warm up. You like a like an old Chevy. You know, you got what? Yeah, man, it's uh, up a little bit. <laughs> so yeah, man, uh, hey. So man, you know, while we waiting on everybody and everything, come on, jump on. What what you think about the game yesterday? Cause like uh, I was watching and um, I just I, I posted last night. I said that um, that that Aaron Rodgers, he he's like he's like James Harden since James Harden. I mean, since since he won that one last championship, what was it, two thousand eleven mm-hmm. or whatever? And I'm just like he just can't win a big game to save his life. Or whatever. I'm just like I don't, you know. And then the 49ers, like they just, they got his number, and they, I'm, and, and I think it's, it's not just on Aaron Rodgers either. Like at some point, when a team keeps beating you, and you know what your flaw is, and you don't fix your flaw, then it's on the organization too. It's on management too. You know what I'm saying? The yeah. one thing about the one thing about. Uh, the 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 Rams, I mean the uh Packers is they're not physical enough. And when you're right. in the playoffs, you have to have some kind of physical component to you. You have to be able to win one way, I mean more than one way. It seemed like this year everybody thought going in or throughout the season that they can win multiple ways, but they proved last night that if Aaron Rodgers doesn't have a big game, then they can't win. Um right. Um, so, uh, um, I think, uh, I think when it came down to the game, I think, um, mm-hmm. I think Aaron Rodgers is, I think, I mean, he's an elite quarterback. I think the Packers got lucky a lot of games this year. Mm-hmm. I think that the record, um, wasn't indicative of how good they were, uh, but I've been telling people, man, the 49ers, like, playoff ball, you got to 
you when you run the ball, if you're a run heavy team in the playoffs and you have a quarterback who can make the throw when necessary, mm-hmm. and you have a good defense. I mean, that's the, the formula for you know Super Bowls at the end of the day. You know, it's it's uh running the ball, good defense, and quarterback making, you know, a few good throws. And that's what the 49ers did. That's what they're built for. Um, yeah. They're one of the rush, leading rushing teams in the NFL. And Jimmy G isn't he isn't terrible. Like, no, I mean, you're not going to give him the ball like he would a, a Tom Brady and say, hey, go throw it 40 times. But, you know, he throw it 25 times, he's going to make some good throws. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, he may put you in a position here or there to mess it up. But if he manages the game well, you don't need him to win it for you. And they have that running game and putting Debo and I mean, I, Shanahan is is a great, great offensive mind, man. And yeah. with him being the, at the helm to say, okay, we're going to do this, do that, they're a great position. If the Falcons would have listened to him when they were in the Super Bowl, they would have been Super Bowl champions. So, mm-hmm. you know, I think, um, I think the Niners were better as far as the matchup for what they do. Um, I mean, they gave Green Bay a run for their money in the beginning of the season. Um, I think Green Bay won by like one or two points. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I, I, I that, that, that defense was something different last night. That San Francisco defense, oh, beat, like both, both of them were. I mean, you figured the game yeah. was seven to ten going and like towards the end of the fourth quarter. So, I mean, it both defenses. There's yeah. you can't on the defense. And I think no, 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 not at all. Aaron Jones, that that pass that he had, that will, he was wide Mm -hmm. open. He just (laughs) he fought running back. He just slow because that was a walking touchdown. Yeah, wide open. Yeah, I was kind of, I was kind of surprised he got caught from behind because I thought for sure once he caught that that pass, maybe because of the the snow, I thought for sure when he caught that pass, he was going to the house or whatever. So yeah, like you said, he kind of. Uh, I thought Aaron Jones was a little bit faster than that. <laughs> so, uh, what's going on, my man? What's good, man? How y'all doing this morning? Shoot, good, good. Can't complain. Yeah. I, I told him, I told him, you know, your uncle a little older. I said, you like an old Chevy guy. You get time to warm up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I'm here, bro. So, you know, that's all that matter. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, we were just talking about the game last night, and um, basically, uh, you know, um, you know what we seen in the game. Aaron Rodgers out of there, bro. Aaron Rodgers out of there, man. He out of there, bro. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Yeah. I I don't see, I don't see, I don't see, uh, I don't see Aaron Rodgers coming back next year to the Packers. uh, Yeah, because he 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 actually been he actually been unhappy all season, so you know he he out of there. I said if Aaron Rodgers gonna get to the Super Bowl, bro. Yeah, Even if he got there, he would have been gone. Like, I think he just came back because, you know, just to fulfill this contract, and uh, and 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 that's it. Like, I think he wants to play football. He just that owner that he don't want to play there. He doesn't want to play there. Yeah. And I think I, I think he gave it his all this year, but I think it's just another year of you. He didn't have as many weapons as they as he wanted. Like when you look at the other quarterbacks per se, and not saying that Green Bay was bad because I mean Green Bay lost two games this year, maybe three, I think. 
So, I mean, they're not a bad team. But when it comes down to it, a team that when they double, they literally were doubling Devontae Adams all night. So you take him away and, and then you focus on a run. You have two off-brand wide receivers that have to win the game for you, and they just not built for that. Yeah, I think I think um I think if they would have won the Super Bowl, I think it might have been a, a slight chance he would have came yeah. back because he yeah. would have seen the fact <laughs> that they could win it. But with right. them not being able to win at all, like you know what I'm saying, going out again and and every time they lose, they kind of lose in the same fashion. They just kind of get out physical, you know, whatever for the most part, especially on the from the offensive standpoint, because the defense held their own. The defense did their job. So you can't, you know, you can't just, you know. Yeah, the special teams, I don't know what was going on with them. You know what I'm saying? They they was to, to be desired out there because that, that special teams was terrible. But, you know, they had all opportunity, I know. opportunity on the offensive end to make plays. Right. You know? So, all, all, all I know, I kind of do that. Uh, when it comes to that right there, man, um, you got to be able to, to stop Debo Samuels. And, you know, we gonna, I, I'm going to keep it all the way blunt, man. I tell people when they talk about the Cowboys playoff game, I said one man killed the killed the Cowboys. That that really reminded me of how Deshaun Jackson used to kill us. One man. Yeah. 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 One man. Yeah. One man. And so and it seems like and it seems like how man Tay, you know what you can do. Go lay down in your donut. Hush. You know what I mean? Because you you can't talk to me about no football ever, because you are Miami uh, catfish fan. You know what I mean. So you know uh, we we don't do that. But <laughs> but you know uh, 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 but you know because so I got all the jokes. Believe it, because I got all the jokes. So but, but D, D- he is gonna be a problem for teams for a very long time, bro. Yeah, but if yeah. if he's healthy. So you can just put him anywhere. You know, it's, it's it's like they did when he was at Carolina. They put him anywhere, bro. And he was yeah. a problem, man. That's it. And, and I think for whatever reason, uh, you look at team like a guy like uh, Kyle Shanahan and how he's using Debo. Every In the NFL, every team has a playmaker. They do. Whether it's somebody on the bench, somebody that may not get a chance. Everybody got a Debo Samuels on that team. Mm-hmm. But, but they're just not open-minded enough to do that, to put a You're right. give the ball to your playmaker. Like when you look at, you know, my my great Gators, you know what I'm saying? That's what he did. That's what, what Mullen and Meyer did with Percy Harvin. That's what that was the downfall of his career. Debo Samuels is being used how Percy was kind of used in, in his career. Like put him at running back, put him at slot, put him on the outside. Have him return. Like, just give him the ball. Find a way to give him the ball. And I think when you have players like a Debo to, like, yo, just give him the ball, things happen. And I say the Cowboys got a player. The Pats got a player. The Raiders had a player. Like, everybody has a player that can make things happen with the ball in the hand. But it's just how you're going to get them the ball. And it's just not being traditional. It's open-minded. It's a it's like a video game in real life. And that's how Shanahan calls plays. Like, He's unorthodox. It's off the top. It's you can't put him in a box, and that's why he's successful. And he has the defense to do it, and the offense is actually moving the ball this year. That's why I've been telling people, you're like, yo, the 49ers may not be everybody's pick because their quarterback isn't flashy and stuff like that. But he make 
if he doesn't make big mistakes, you're going to have a problem because their defense is good. Their offense has weapons. You can't double Debo because you still have other wide receivers that can potentially get the ball. You still got Kittles, who's a matchup nightmare. And then you have two dynamic running backs. Like, what you going to do? You got to pick your poison. And it's it's going to be a problem. Yeah. I think whoever won that game last night, I said it's probably going to win the Super Bowl or they will be in the Super Bowl because I don't see a team stopping the 49ers unless themselves. What's up, Crystal? Hey, y'all. How you doing? Good. What's up? What's up? Um, I mean, I don't know because I just I, – I, I just – I think at the end of the day, when you get down to the Final Four, you get down to the last four teams, it's still about quarterback play. And I, I just don't think that Jimmy Garoppolo – I first of all, I don't think he can beat GOAT. He not beating Tom Brady in an NFC Championship game. Um, and um, as far as – Oh, uh, oh, oh, back up, back up. Right. Back up play. <laughs> so, so you are, you, you are writing the Rams off for, for, for the championship game? Are you really? Who, me? Yeah. No, no, no. I didn't got to get there. Um, right. Uh, um, no, no, no. That's not what I'm saying. I, I was about to say if you let me finish, I was gonna say, and I don't think he can beat. I don't necessarily think he's gonna beat the Rams next week in the Matthew Stafford. But I guess that's what I was about to say. I, I, I wasn't necessarily saying. To me, I mean, I give Rams a good chance. Like I said, I give them a great chance. I give them a bunch of chance of nothing else because they can go toe for toe on the offensive end. It's just a matter of Matthew Stafford if he ain't gonna mess it up or not. So or whatever. So, um, and it's a matter of Tom Brady is not going to be running for his life, you know, because if Tom Brady run for his life like Kyler Murray did, it's a wrap. We can call it Reynolds and put the ceiling on that thing. Right. Yeah, yeah. One quick thing, it's coming on at nine o'clock. Just to let y'all know, so we can go to nine. So okay, he coming on at nine. Okay, I just need to text from. You gotta, you gotta respect the uh the Rams defense. Like their back, their their secondary isn't great, um, but their front seven is so good that they they gonna put some pressure on on Tom Brady. And Tom Brady doesn't have all of his weapons that he's usually had. So I mean, I'm not gonna disrespect the goat because he makes things happen, but he going the the uh, the coordinators, Tom Bowles and, and Leftwich, they're gonna have to call a great game. For them to beat the Rams, if they're gonna, he gonna have to. Yeah. Because Stafford gonna make some plays. He might throw yeah. a pick or two because he's trying to fit something in. But let him get a couple inches. He gonna throw that thing right through that hole or right over the head. Because <laughs> yeah, the thing is, if you if you put if you put Ramsey on Mike Evans, and if you don't let and if they pay attention to Gronk, then it might it could be a long day for for, for Tom Brady because. I ain't gonna lie that that um that Antonio Brown and Chris, especially Chris Godwin because Chris Godwin could have made up for Antonio Brown not being there. That that may hurt. That may end up coming back to bite them. You know what I'm saying? But will they be able to run the ball? Tom needs them to be able to run the ball. So if Fournette is back and they can mm-hmm. run, yeah, then that'll give them that'll give them a chance. They can't run against chance. the Rams. They can't. Huh? No, Chris, they can't run against. The, they, they're not gonna be able to run against the Rams. They They're not going to be able to run against the Rams. I mean, I'm just saying, but if you know what I mean, and, uh, already need Fournette to be there, or what's um right, right. the boy from Pittsburgh that's there, Bell or whatever, somebody need to be able to run the ball because somebody got to be able to take a little pressure off Brady standing back there. 
It just got to happen. Right, right. That's how they won the and, Super Bowl. Right, exactly. Yeah, because right. a, ha- a hamstring right. is tricky. And they, and they were saying today, so it's funny because this morning they, they reporting on ESPN that Tom Brady now saying that um he ain't made no decision about as far as like coming back next year. Right. So he got to, you know, really mull it over and think about it. I'm like, what? That's the first time. That's the first time he ever came with that one. You know what I mean? I mean, cool. he's 40, I mean, he didn't, you know, he's old. It, it, I know he's saying he want to play forever, but you can't play forever. <laughs> he, was, so, yeah. he was old when he went to Tampa. He was old when he went to Tampa. So, I mean. Yeah, but yeah. what I'm saying is now you even older and you didn't got hit some more too. You've been right. hit up some more times too. And you probably going to get hit today some more time oh, so oh yeah oh yeah because they be coming for a it's different you know than 42 and 41 getting popped yeah so. and, and then i think too i think too he knows they can't keep everybody again i don't you know last year they got lucky they got lucky this year were able to, to sign everybody back i don't i i don't think they know going into this year he's not gonna be able to keep all them players again especially if they don't win you know what i'm saying but even if they win some of them guys are gonna be looking for a new payday. They're gonna be looking for a real payday. Right. And rightfully so. Exactly. And then if he wins this year by some some chance that they win, he might want to go out a women. You know what I'm saying? I'm, like go out on top. I think it's gonna come down to him uh the keeping the coordinators. I think people don't give that enough of the credit because at the end of the day, I think the the players most, most for the majority part are gonna be there. Like you're not losing Mike Evans, you're not losing the core guys. But you potentially losing Byron Leftwich and Ty Bowles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, especially Byron Leftwich. Yeah, especially Leftwich. Yeah, so Leftwich is gone. He got he out of there. I'll be shocked if he ain't out of there. So is time really trying to learn a new system? Is right. uh, is a play calling gonna be the same? The management of the of the the players. So it's I think that is where it's gonna come down to. Like, cause Byron if Byron Leftwich is gone. Tom Bowles is gone, especially if they win it again or they get caught, like, they're gone. So mm-hmm. you have two new coordinators, you have to fill up the spot. And then you see Arians is, you know, he's a little hothead a little bit, you know what I'm saying, with his, with his things to get caught doing. So. But I think yeah. you can replace Todd Bowles before you can. Um, Todd Bowles has had a head coaching job before. It yeah. didn't work out. But I think you can find a defensive coordinator that can do those things better or faster than you can find an offensive coordinator that you. But, but my thing you, is this, is that I'm tired of these black coaches getting these bull job jobs though. Cause I was, I was hearing, um, I think it was uh, uh, Shannon Sharp saying that every time a black coach get a job other than Mike Tomlin, they get like one of these, they get these rebuild teams, the jets, you know what I'm saying? Or whatever. Like they get, you know, they don't never get, they don't get a, they don't ever get an organization that knows how to build teams. You know what I'm saying? Like, and they don't get long to do it either. That's exactly. That's right. the problem. They're, exactly. they're hiring for a reason. So I mean, you're not going to go to a, a necessarily a good situation if your team and your GM and and you know they are fired. Like you're going to a hellstorm for a reason. Right. But like you said, they're not given the. I don't think the leeway that some of the other coaches are. Then that's the issue. Like you can't rebuild a team in a. Uh, um, uh, you know the the mindset and the the way they do things and just changing the culture. You can't do that in a season, unless you have just like vets that are open minded and things like that. 
you're not getting you're not walking to the Rams or you're not walking to Seattle with a old bunch of old guys. So you're bringing in a bunch of new guys, you know, within a year or two. So it's it's. Well, well I, I'm not even talking about the fact that they're losing, but a lot of these teams that's losing, they still have you know they still have good upper management. They still have good thing. They still have good a foundation in place. It's just whatever reason. Maybe the players got old, injured, whatever the case may be. Maybe the coach that was there wasn't as good as people thought, and they couldn't win. But, you know what I mean, some of these coaches were getting put in a situation where the, the management was terrible. You know what I'm saying? So the upper management was terrible, and, and you know, it doesn't, you know, bode well. Like, I mean, because you can even have a great – just like in like a little NBA right now, you can have a great organization, a great history – and be like the Lakers where you uh, upper management has, has no clue what they're doing. You know what I'm saying? And have no balls and no backbone and whatsoever. Cause Rob Palenka basically, you know, he had, he had his one, he had his one uh, shining moment um the first year when he got everybody to come play with LeBron. But then when he actually had to roll up his sleeves and actually do some real management, he couldn't do it. He can't be, we see he can't do it. You know I, I disagree. I, I disagree huh? with that. I, I disagree with that. Why do you disagree, Trust? He's not ever been able to do it. He he's never I, been able to do it. I, be, I disagree because I, I think NBA is different because sometimes you're allowed to like like for example, Cleveland, some whoever the, the general manager is at Cleveland, he's probably allowed to do his job much easier than say somebody in with the Lakers because he has LeBron to please. He doesn't just get to do his job. He still has to like please the players in order to keep his job in order because those players are leaving. So his job high profile is a little different than like in Phoenix. That guy, like what you call him is getting to do his job because nobody has any expectations for Phoenix. They got Chris Paul. They'll get rid of Wow. No, no, seriously. No, that's true. No, but that was a surprise last year. No, that's that's serious because you gotta Rob Palenka has to please LeBron and A D. Because he needs them to stay there. And right? the buses. <laughs> yeah, so it, it, it's just like, it, it's a little different. And he did put that team together. He did get AD to come there. He did. He had something to do with LeBron being there. He had, they won. People call it a bubble ring, whatever. They won. And the Westbrook thing ain't working out. Now everybody want to throw them under the bus. It don't work. Well, and from what they're reporting, well, Crystal, if- that ain't who he wanted anyway. But he has to please LeBron in AD. If it was, go ahead. If it was no Magic Johnson, there would be no LeBron. I'm not gonna get Rob credit for that. If it was no Magic Johnson, yeah, okay. there would be okay, no LeBron James. Okay, that play a factor too. But he wanted to come there anyway. That play, and I know Magic had something to do with it, whatever. But we talking about where they are right now. So right. he still has to please LeBron and the Lakers. You see what I'm saying? Or eight? Well, LeBron, AD, and the Lakers. Well, yeah. I so, but how me. can you please? How, how can you please, um, and um, you know, Anthony Medicare, United Health, Humana Davis. You know, what I mean, you 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 can't please them like that, man. Um, I'd rather get get you know um some progression from Grandma Ma in the wheelchair. They got two 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 ankle braces, a knee right. brace, and an elbow right. base. And, 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 like he 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 can't do nothing. Like like this dude is 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 like. Like he, you you might can use his face on cryptocurrency because that's only only kind of production that you'll get from him because you're not gonna get it on basketball court. He's a he's a bomb. 
a back alley. I don't understand where y'all getting that from. Like he's not a bum. He might be fragile. To prove what you yeah. think. He's not, he's not a bum. What, what are he's the facts that support yeah. your opinion? He's not a well, bum. He's probably more fragile <laughs> than anything, but he ain't a he ain't a bum. But when he play, and he's probably not as inconsistent. He's probably not as consistent as you would want him to be. Um, but other than that, I mean, at the end of the day, he's gonna be a threat. Now, if he goes 20, 10, and 8 every game, you know, who knows? But he's when he you better yeah. play him. Okay, you can. Who are you talking about, KB? AD. Oh, okay. Okay, because you, cool. so you okay, you can be a threat for ten. You, you can be a threat for ten games, but you out for thirty six more. So what type of threat <laughs> are you really? Yeah. Stop playing with me, man. Stop, stop Wait, playing we'll with see, me. We'll this, this AD is man, my, bomb. This is where my pushback come from. What you saying? I get what you're saying about AD and them how he had to please AD and Bron. But both of them, like once they signed that five-year deal, like AD signed his five-year deal, and Brown was on like a three, four-year contract. At that point, they locked in. So you got to have you got to have some balls at some point to be like, you know what? Because the oh, yeah, thing is, he, he you, wanted, you never really locked in though. He, he, wanted, he wanted Caruso. He wanted Caruso back, and they didn't sign Caruso back. They didn't have the money to bring him back. They could have gave that ten million to that man if they really they wanted. They didn't. Have, no, they <laughs> literally didn't have the they money. Don't have to, it. They would have. They would. They didn't have the money. Stop, man! Stop, that. man! You can't be up. No, bro. <laughs> I, I, I ain't buying that. Twenty million. They could have figured it out. They could have figured it out. I would buy a lot of books from the bookstore. But you don't work for no uh, Barnes and Nobles. I ain't buying them books. <laughs> no, but I mean, I think they could have, <clears throat> could they have by like you know, maybe making a trade or something like that. But I mean, the the at the time when you look at it, do you keep a Caruso over a Westbrook or a Hill? And that's no. Like you're not going to keep because Caruso at the end of the day, he's energy guy he is awesome because his white boy making things happen you know he's dunking and stuff but he's not, he's not that out good. there he's not out there dropping buckets he's not out there locking everybody like he was a role he was just like a glorified role player at the end of the day and he, he was a glorified me. role player now so hold on hold on bro so keep so keep this in mind um kb now the mm-hmm. the young man that played for boston right uh, that took the lesser money and played with Boston. They offered him a contract for like what 74 million, 84 million. He turned it down. But you telling me that you would give him that, but you can't keep Caruso? Who? And, and, and Shooter. They, they offered Shooter a lot of money. Right. The Lakers offered him a lot yeah, of money, bro, but he turned it down. So, but so no, you telling uh, me he's still that the Lakers. Oh, Schroeder. Yeah, he, he, he ain't time, that much better. He, no, but listen, at the, he time much better. Offered, at the time when they offered him, they offered him that contract like early in the, in the mid-season. Yeah. So you, free agency, they weren't offering him anything. That's why he left because it was mid-season. That was Made no difference when they offered him. Mid-season, beginning of the season, uh, uh, end of the season, they damn no, offered it, bro. They go by what they're they going by we'll based off that and potential. So at the time, he was playing pretty good. At the time, 
But when everything at the by the end of the season, they were like, "Whoo, I'm glad he didn't take it." Good luck. Yeah, he played with like some hot garbage in the playoffs. So did so did so did Rob call you and personally tell you that? How do you know this? <laughs> Man, they have and they have insiders. You. Uh, you the consultant for, for, for the Lakers. Like, how you listen, man? The Lakers make some crazy decisions, bro. Crazy decisions. You know, ain't no way you should have signed Dwight Dwight Howard back, man. You seven two, bro. You man, you seven two and got two points on the floor, man. Get your ass out of here. The Lakers organization is something like how the Cowboys listen. The the Lakers are run like how the Cowboys are run. Their ownership need to get okay. the hell out the way, sit down and shut up, and let the okay. GM and let the coaches do it. And do. the Raiders is ran the same way, the so are, makes no the difference. Raiders coaches, the Raiders coach got Terrible. caught being racist. We killed somebody, and Damn. we had a couple of bad Rip things happen. He still finished. Tossing it up. That's why y'all can't focus. With the Cowboys. You know so what? I, I would feel. I would feel. I would feel. I would feel less than a coach if I if I had to admit or not admit. Not even be able to back myself up when they said that uh, that Vogel had to go to management to say, "Can we sit Russell Westbrook?" Like as a coach, if you can't make those type of decisions, I can see whatever stuff is going on off the court. Look at Jimmy Johnson. Somebody, I don't care how who they are. If you play like garbage, I should be able to be able to sit you if I want to. But that's not how it is when you have an ownership that's all innocent. Like look at Jimmy Johnson when he had. The big three, they should have, they should have been winning way more Super Bowls than they did because he had to. He left after what was it, a couple years? And that's Jerry Johnson was in the way. Jerry Johnson won't sit his ass down, right? If Jerry right. Johnson sit his ass down in right. the box and shut up and just, but who? But he want to be the GM. But let's, the owner, let's, the GM let's talk about else. who hired Frank Vogel. Who hired him? The who, bus, uh, Rob Palenka. The bus. Why? Is Why? The like bus, what? I don't know why. They why they won't get it? They won't. Sit what do you know about Frank? What do you know about Frank? What do you know about Frank? What does anybody know about Frank? They, he was. A, he was more of a good defensive coach. He's a good defensive coach. I give him his previous, uh, previous destination. But what were their choices? I'm not saying he was previous destinations with who? There weren't a lot of choices. Is what I'm saying. I ain't saying he necessarily was the best one. Okay. They're getting, see, a coach. they're getting a coach. They're getting a coach that gets I, in line. I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say this right here, man. That everybody uh, have this guy to come and rebuild this team, then they throw him away. And me, I couldn't talk about Alvin Gentry off the air, bro. Like they use Alvin as a puppet, but but want nobody give him a chance. Mm-hmm. Was he not the coach of the um, so there's one of, coach of New Orleans? Yeah, but intern coach. No, he was the head coach. What, but when no. was he? What was he the coach of New Orleans when, when they had like um UPS when they had AD. Our workers? When they had AD, that's when. Oh, okay. I mean, well, I mean, well. He's, he's the Jason Garrett. Vogel is is like Jason Garrett when he got hired. Like Jason Garrett was there to be the puppet of right. Jerry Jones. Vogel, you knew they was gonna do what they asked. He is. Do. He's the guy that came in and was like, "Whatever you guys want, I'll make sure it happens." They got a guy that they can control. And until you get a guy who tells ownership, yo, let me do my thing, sit down, be quiet, you're not gonna get those type of results. You're not that's just how there's that's just how their their system is set up. 
So oh, they could have got Tyron Lou. Yeah, I, I don't think Tyron Lou was available at that time. Because I think and they they got, something got, weird without Brian. And, and, I think that's, and, that's why they didn't get like, Tyron Lou because reportedly at the time, Tyron Lou wanted the. I guess he would uh, behind the scenes. It was like. He wanted to prove that he can win without LeBron. That's okay. why he went to the Clippers instead. Okay. You know what I'm saying? But there, there, there were good coaches out there, but are they going to have the autonomy to do what they need to do to be successful? You know what I'm saying? Like at the time, Miami, they could have got Brian Shaw and 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 Byron Scott but, at that time. But but you talk, but you have to remember, you're not getting those coaches aren't going to just sit down and shut right, up. You, you hate them. <laughs> You hate him, man. I'm not a hater. Nobody don't want them. I'm not even you, you hate him. You hate him, man. Don't want them out of here. Kobe wanted Brian, Brian Shaw, and so who owned point. that team? That, that don't make no difference, Chrissy. Oh, like, like, rather they give both a chance, and I, 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 I know you right, Vogel coattail, and I don't know I'm why because he's a bomb. I'm not. I'm just saying. He's, 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 he's a bum. He's a bum. And, and we talking about black coaches here, but you just throw the black coaches under the bus. Really? It's because I don't want them black coaches. Give me another black coach. I don't want those. Yeah, yeah black man. Here we go. So, anybody black man. gotta get it. <laughs> right. I ain't say that. I ain't say that. Okay, well, hey, here we go, bro. Here we go. Give me another. Give me another set. Give me another pair of black. Like Why don't you like him though? Like you, get, you ain't get reason. You ain't get reason. Uh, Why don't you like him? What, what have they? Why done? don't you like They've him? Done no more than Vogel's done. I mean, okay, you can say Byron Scott has, but he hadn't coached in so long. Who, who listening to him? Nobody listening to Byron Scott. Get out of here. That's- that's the problem. Y'all want these young players to do what they want to do, when they want to do it. No discipline or nothing like that. That's the problem. Okay, well, that's no. just what the league is. Well, that, I mean, that's just what it is. Y'all, y'all were saying, saying that that's just the way, new way to NBA. And, my, and, I, and I'm like you. That's not new way, man. That's, that's the way like, they, hey, they, they want to be, man. Heard. Like, ain't nobody got no ain't nobody got no structure. Ain't nobody got no discipline. And this is what we have. They okay, don't got no backbone. That's what they don't have. They don't have no backbone. Black coach has as much as, as much um uh clout or or can do what they want as much as Popovich. Popovich and maybe a Steve Kerr, but they'll get him up. Management will get him up out of there too if right. they don't whatever. But besides maybe two or three teams, we got thirty some teams. You can't name me more than five where the coach does what he wants to do and has all the autonomy for everything else. You can't name me five. Give me three. And don't mention Popovich. And you're right, Chris. I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna say you're wrong. What, what I'm telling you is the NBA, the, 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 the front okay. office, the gentleman. That Riley, that the, Riley will shut that down real quick. What's your what now? Yeah, no, the, I'm the, saying the, the, he'll let Spoelstra like sit. Yeah, hey, he will sit. He will let yeah, Spoelstra yeah, sit down Westbrook. Yeah, he'll let he'll let him do that now. Westbrook yeah. playing like hot garbage. He'll, he'll sit. let Westbrook. But when but when Miami was getting built up by LeBron and and crew. Everyone like that because he was like, "Yo, that's what I want." Bro, listen, bro, listen, man. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, bro. Hold up. So, so, okay, I can understand you. You said Miami getting built up by LeBron. Maybe you wrong, bro. Like, damn, you wrong, man. Like, you gonna act like Wade ain't ain't win a championship before LeBron got there? I'm not. I didn't. No, that's that's not what I'm saying. Was it with Spoelstra? Man, like, come on, bro. 
I didn't say they're irrelevant. I didn't say Miami was irrelevant and that they were trash. No, I, I ain't talking about Kobe, but he, he said when LeBron was building Miami up, he LeBron was, came to a great situation when, when it came to Miami. No, 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 they were all right. They were all right. They were still. Look, you got to remember Dwayne Wade. They didn't win no 40 games. Are you serious? He was gonna go to Chicago. He was gonna go to Chicago with with, with Bron. Yes. You know what yes. I'm saying? He was he, he, Dwayne Wade was willing to leave at the time. They, right. and, I think him and do him and him and him and LeBron was debating on where they were gonna go. They were talking right. about the Knicks. They were talking about Chicago. The only place they weren't gonna go was Cleveland. They weren't gonna go were, to Cleveland, but they were right. talking about Cleveland, going somewhere. Because you know Cleveland was was that. I'm that sorry, GM 47. And, they won 47 right. games. You're right. right. Well, they were decent, time. but they wasn't, they wasn't like in the situation to win no championship. No. Right. They're oh. the bottom half of the East. Yeah. Oh, but let, let me ask y'all about this because I want to talk about this before I guess come on. Um, this whole uh Bruce Arians situation. So um, you know, they made a big deal about him slapping the player in the head when he uh was about to get the penalty or whatever the case may be. Mm -hmm. Um you know, it was, it was a uh, especially with, with with Shannon Sharp. He really was irate about the thing, or whatever. Um, it was personal too, though. Yeah, <laughs> you think it was personal? Well, I think I'm I'm, I'm saying Shannon's uh, rant was also personal. Why you personal, like it was personal to somebody actually like hitting you in the head? Like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Right. Yeah, yeah. Because it means something more than right. The it meant more than what it was no at the moment. Unfortunately, right. I think that's more normal. Than people would expect, maybe not to get that much, but you definitely get smacked in the head, face mask grab. You may not say that's much in the pros because you know they just two grown men, but right. folks get smacked in the head and at mask, uh, face masks and call the craziest things under the sun. That's just yeah. Because remember, <laughs> um, remember, um, what's the name for uh, Michigan State? Uh, 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 what's the coach name? The basketball coach for Michigan State. Um, uh, Izzo. 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 Tom yeah. Izzo. Remember, and, and it was, and matter of fact, it was in a tournament game or whatever. Uh, when he when he grabbed the player up and they made such a big big deal about it about it. Was it a tournament game? It was like some kind of tournament. Yeah, game. yeah I remember. And then the player defended him. Yeah, 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 and he and he and he like you know what I'm saying grabbed up the player or whatever and was and all that and they made such a big deal about it. You know, and, or whatever, and it was basically saying that you know that those type of things are not accepted this in at this point, you know, at the, in this time and this in this era or whatever. But I'm like, I don't, I don't really, I, I, I disagree because I'm just like, at the end of the day, it's just like when I was telling my daughter about going to the military, I said, in order for you to have discipline, they got to get in your face a little bit, they got to yell, and on the back and in sports, if you don't have some kind of discipline, if you don't have some kind of a father figure type person yelling at you or whatever, then you're not going, you necessarily, you're not going to always get it. And some players, you never know how many times he probably had to get on this certain player. I'm not saying Bruce Aaron was, was, was right in, in slapping a man in the head, like the way he did, but for whatever reason, he felt like it wasn't nothing wrong with it. Cause he doubled down on it. and He ain't backed off of it. So, right. I mean, you know, I, 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 I I think it was more made to do more about nothing. I think it was more yeah. overblown because I think if they wouldn't even had mentioned it, like doing the doing the actual uh, broadcast, I don't think nobody would have paid attention to it. You know, what and I'm honestly, and and honestly, like I haven't, 
I, I haven't played football in about about two or three years, right? When you in it, when you as a player, when you in your emotions and, and everything going on in the field, man, you don't hear nobody yelling a couple feet away. Sometimes you got to get hit, not necessarily smacked, but you got to get somebody on your helmet to get you or, or yoked up to even get your attention. Because a lot of times you hear yelling, yelling, yelling. So you, you might actually hit somebody on the head just to get them because that's the easiest thing. That's You're going to hear that. So I might hit it and look around like, what the hell? But if somebody's just yelling not at me. Not this day and age, bro. Huh? I'm, I'm telling you. Not this day and age. These I'm players are so tough. I'm telling you. Off, they so touchy, oh really. They so emotional. Oh, he snapped my helmet. my experience. But, see, no, but, but, see, but the thing about it, to, to that player, he didn't even take it like that. He didn't He didn't, right. he didn't come back at, 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 right. at Bruce Arians. That's why I said I think it was made to do about nothing. Because right. it's not like him. he turned around and, and went off on Bruce Arians. Then you would have been like, okay, yeah, there's something more to do with this. But he kind of turned around like, oh, yeah, you right. And it kind of almost like you right and backed off. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. So I, it's just like it was made to do about now. Like I like that's why these players in society are so soft because y'all pick out, pick everything. It'd be like if you've seen a, a, a parent discipline a, a, a child in the grocery store and then you want to broadcast it all on CNN, you know what I'm saying? But you know, just because you don't like the way they're disciplining their child. You know what I'm saying? It's just like it's just like I think some people just overdo and make something make something to do out of nothing. You know what I'm saying? Right. So you know, but so touchy um, um, feely, bro. All this touchy feely nowadays. Oh, what man you talked about this last night, Jacob? And I know Chris was frustrated, like I'm frustrated. And I put the, I posted this on my Facebook the other day, and everybody was trying to take up for Hubert Davis. And so. <laughs> My fire thing, him, fire him, said, fire him, man, was, fire him today, oh, man. Oh, wait, not a black coach. Yeah, fire him. Fire him. Fire him. Fire him. That ain't what I said. Fire him. Hey, man, say what you want to say, Crystal, man. Like, like, man, you, you, Crystal, you, you a hard ass critic. No, you, you a hard ass critic, man. Nope, no. You don't give people chance. All I'ma say, all I'ma say was, all I said was. He need to get it together. And everybody, people jumped on my case, talking about all oh, them boys trash. They don't know. Man, I said, yeah, listen, you see man. they got talent. Listen, I said, man. When you look, Some when people we, are not cut out to be a head coach. Some people is nothing more than assistant coach. Some coaches have to be told what to do by other coaches. And Hubert Davis is one of those coaches, brother. I'm just sorry. Every, this, no this matter who it is, everybody's not made out to be a head coach. This is my problem with it. I got told these people the other day on my on my Facebook page. I said, I get losing. When Carolina was losing the last couple of years and Roy Williams the last couple of years, they were still competing. They might cause they, they just couldn't shoot. They didn't have the talent wasn't there for whatever reason. The talent wasn't living up. They wasn't scoring. They couldn't score. But they at least attempted to, to compete and play defense. This team is getting when they get beat, every time if you look at every game they lost this year. They lost by 25, 30 points, 20 to 20, between 20 and 30 points. That's lack of that. That's coaching. That's not the coach is not. That's not even excellent. Excellent. Oh, that's players. Just not, you know, like I guarantee you, if Roy Williams was still in been there and you play like that. Oh, he going to have you running all kind of laps and doing all kind of stuff. Drills. By the time you get to that game, you're going to be scared to death not to come play, not not to give a, a, a effort. So, so whatever reason, so, the players not listening. So to I, 
Yeah, you gotta ask yourself. Players gotta want to play for a coach. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And a lot of players don't like, don't want to play for certain coaches because they don't like the way they, the structure is. They don't, they don't, they don't like like. Like when it comes to North Carolina basketball, though, that there was always a certain type of structure. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And and you know, it's the thing about it. Does Hubert Davis do will do enough as a coach? You know what I'm saying? That's what we gotta ask ourselves, man. Because it seems like when he on that sideline, bro, Hubert Davis look lost. Like he ready to go to watch the Lion King. I don't know, bro. Well, and it, it seems like to me, he tried to coach too much, like. Like Roy, and, and what I mean by that is just because Roy Williams didn't like to call timeouts, I don't mean that that's what you're supposed to do. You know what I'm right. saying? Hold on, we got our guest for the day. What's going on? Jeremy? Yeah, I can hear you. I can hear you. What's going okay. on, nephew? Not much. How about yourself? I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm good. So, so man, listen, man. Hey. First of all, I want to say I'm so proud of you, man, um, and what you have accomplished thus far in your career. Because you know, I know, like when you used to come down to Atlanta and play and play baseball, and then next thing I know, you know, back then I thought you was gonna be the next Frank Thomas, Cecil Fielder. You know what I mean? Because you always been, you know, nice yeah. sound boy, even at ten years old. You hitting the balls over the fence then. So, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. So, oh, uh, so you and all of a sudden when you became when I started hearing about you being a football star in high school, I was like, oh, okay. So, at what age was it that you started like getting into football or whatever? Uh, so uh, I was seven years old when I first got into football, and I was six when I got into baseball. Baseball was the first sport, but uh, I was seven years old when I first got into football. Okay, so what what position were you playing first in football? Uh, when I first started, I was playing somewhere everywhere, honestly. Uh, I was like a linebacker, DN, running back, um, receiver type of thing. I went straight to tackle football. I never played flag, uh, because of like my size when I was seven, there was no point in me playing flag football. So, but I started off playing everything. Okay. Okay. So, um, by the time you got, when you got to high school, I know you was a linebacker, correct? Yeah, I was a linebacker, linebacker, running back. So, what was it that when you? Because my, uh, my understanding, like when you went, yeah, I guess you went to a combine or all star game or something happened, and you ended up getting uh, uh, switched over to DT. How was that? What What was the mindset when that happened? Well, I when I was getting recruited because I played linebacker at I was two ninety two when I played linebacker, um, so I already knew it when I was getting recruited. I knew I was getting recruited for D line. I wasn't gonna play my linebacker in uh, college. I was just athletic enough to do it whilst uh, still in high school. But um, so my mindset was, it was all right. When I went to that uh, All-American game, that was my first time ever playing D-line. And I didn't do bad. It's just, it was kind of a shock because I didn't know anything about D-line. I was just playing linebacker. But um, once I got to college, it took about a week and everything clicked for me uh, playing D-line-wise. Okay, okay. So for everybody that don't know that's listening in, this is Aleem McNeil, defensive tackle for the Detroit Lions, uh, rookie uh, Detroit, for the Detroit Lions. So for everybody that don't know who he is, um, y'all need to definitely pay attention. Uh, uh, Kenneth, uh, you, got a, you got a question? <clears throat> man, you know, I got a bunch of questions, man. You know, uh, of course you do. I'm, yeah, come on now. <clears throat> but no, I uh, I was familiar when I saw the post. I was like, 
Yo, I, I, I know who that is. So, you know, I this is Tan's appreciated opportunity, but um, I got questions, man. You know, from uh, when you were being recruited, uh, what was the process like, you know, as far as, um, you know, just, you know, you see a lot of the things with saving, <clears throat> getting, you know, taking people to the lake house and Kirby on the helicopter. It was like some of the things that coaches were doing to like get your attention to kind of win your commitment over, like you know whether it was whatever. Yeah, I never really had nothing crazy like that as far as uh, saving pulling up in the helicopter and stuff like that. But coaches, they'll call you all throughout the day. They'll send you uh, like edits and stuff of you in their jerseys, and they'll message you and stuff all the time. So coaches are really on it, especially uh, assistant coaches. That's like a 24-hour job for them. Like, they'll send a text. They'll, they'll call it no matter what the time is. My recruitment was pretty crazy, though, because I ended up drawing in a lot of offers. Um, I never had no, like, helicopter or nothing fly in, but we've had a bunch of coaches come to the school at the same time. Um, I used to get called out of class all the time. to have to go to the weight room to talk to coaches. That was my whole sophomore, junior year I was doing that, I was barely in the classroom because I was out talking to coaches. Um, so – any time of the day, like they're on it. It's really a twenty-four hour job for them recruiting wise. Right. So what made you go with NC State? Cause you know, I saw my Gators, you know what I'm saying? They offered you, you know what I'm saying? I saw you had a you had a whole lot of offers, man. Yeah. You chose NC State. I chose NC State because I wanted to stay home. Um and at the time the culture and stuff and the coaches that were there, I liked what they were building. Um Bradley Chubb, Justin Jones, BJ Hill, uh Tavia Street, they had just left out. Those four D linemen had got drafted from NC State, and I was like, I can do the same thing with uh, Coach KP, who's the D line coach at the time. And um, but ultimately, I went there because I wanted to stay home. The culture they was building and the uh, coaches that they had there, I liked. Okay, uh, so you left. You didn't really get an opportunity to take advantage of the NIL, you know, situation. Mm-hmm. Um, seeing how that's being a major part of recruiting. Like, you know, you go to Texas as a lineman, you're getting 50K to, to just come. Mm-hmm. Like, would that have played a part, or do you see how that's being, you know, used as a tool in recruitment? Uh, it's definitely being used as a tool for recruitment now. Um, but as far as in my recruitment, I don't know if I would have let that sway me or not. Honestly, I'd have to be in that situation to even know. But um, that's going to play a huge tool in recruitment nowadays. And it's going to be a lot of guys going to the same schools to try to get the same deals. It's all about money now. So, all right, and uh, I'll go with my last question for now. Uh, <laughs> how was the transition from, uh, from you know, going from, you know, ACC, NC State to, you know, Detroit Lions, you know, that just that transition from college to the pros? How was it? It really wasn't that bad. Um, when I, I guess it's kind of a mindset thing, though, honestly, because when I got to the Lions, I was I just had the mindset, like, you know, I'm here to play. I'm here to do my job. Like, uh, I'm not no fluke or nothing like that, so I might have just proved myself. So, And then going against the guys in the ACC, uh, we got a lot of versatile guys as far as skill players and linemen. Uh, so it really helped prepare me for to play in the NFL because a lot of the NFL runs and stuff are outside zone and whatnot, and that's what the ACC is. Uh, so it really wasn't that bad of a transition. My first game was a little tough just because it was the first game. And then you had guys like uh, Trent Williams was out there. I'm trying to read what Jimmy Garoppolo is doing on the field. Um, 
So it was just little stuff like that. But once as the season went on, things started to slow down and got a lot easier. So I wouldn't say the transition was too bad. Okay. So uh Jacob, what you you got anything? Yes, sir. Um upon going to the NFL, um what player uh did you meet up with that you played college ball against? And and you know, how was that? How was that for you, you know, facing that player from the collegiate level to the professional level? Yeah, right. Not only I can think of was Christian Darisaw. He's a left tackle from uh, Virginia Tech, got drafted to Minnesota. And uh, it was it was a little weird because uh, I remember we had just played Virginia Tech last year. And I'm like, I remember playing you at Virginia Tech. We was talking about that after the game. I was like, I just remember playing you in college. So, I know it's a lot different now. Um and then I feel like I'm a much better player than what I was in college my last season. But, um, yeah, it's definitely weird to see some of the people I see out on the field <clears throat> that I played against, played with. So. Okay. So, so um, uh, upon that, you know, I understand that your brother is is on the collegiate level and you're on a professional level. What type of conversations you and him have with him still being in college and, and you being a professional athlete? You know, so, so is is that something that you're trying to coach him and prepare him for as well? Uh, yeah, I'm giving him game about it. Um, but I mean, the biggest thing is I don't want to. I'm not about to like force or pressure him. You know, you got to think NFL, think NFL, because mm-hmm. Jabril could definitely do something different. Um, but I definitely give him game that maybe somebody wouldn't give him or wouldn't know without being in the NFL. Um, so yeah, I'm definitely giving tips, pointers. I tell them stuff about film, um, how to eat right, and what what lifts he should be doing on his own time to, you know, strengthen your hamstrings or something like that. But um, yeah, I definitely give him game, but he could definitely do something different. Right, right. So me and your me, me and your aunt was talking about some of the Detroit Lions games that we did watch, and some of the games was really close. And um, I can say that y'all definitely gave a lot of teams a scare. So, with you being a professional athlete and you playing for the organization, you know what are some what are some key things you guys need to work on, and and what are some positions you think you guys need to go after in the draft? Uh, our positions wise, I can't say honestly. Um, but as far as what we need to work on, okay, okay, just being more consistent. Uh, you know, just playing together as a team. Uh, we played good down the stretch. It was just a little, a little things to get us beat sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we just need to, you know, just finish our games, really. All right. Okay. Would you would, would you say that's more on the offense side or defensive side? Both sides of the ball. Honestly, <laughs> we both got to finish. Both sides of the ball. Yeah. Okay. 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 So, so as far as as far as you. As far as you go, you know, um, what are some of your favorite DTs? You know that you that you kind of um, look at their skill set and 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 that kind of maybe helps you or kind of give you a different idea about the DTs in in the NFL. Yeah, uh, so past or favorite, present. Um, uh, Eddie Goldman of the Chicago Bears, Mike Pierce for the Vikings, um, Fletcher Cox obviously with the Eagles, and DJ Reader. For the Bengals, I kind of watch a lot of those guys. We're similar in body type. Except Fletcher, he's a little bit taller. 
Uh, but I try to model my game after theirs. They're very technique um, savvy. You know, they just play the game with a lot of grit, a lot of hustle too. So I just try to model myself after them. Eddie Goldman's a beast, man. Yeah, Eddie Goldman's a dog. I had to coach the offensive line against him. And, uh, he's, I think it was the senior year at Friendly um, mm-hmm. at, uh, in, in D.C. That boy, I was just like, look, man, just just make it through the game, guys. I, I can't. I let Eddie Goldman is a beast. Beast, man. Okay, Crystal, you got anything? I do. Um, when did you know that you would – that you could make it to the NFL? Uh, after my sophomore season in college. After my first game, actually, of sophomore season in college. I, I don't know. Something just clicked for me uh, ever since then. And then also two of my buddies had left, James and Laurel. Uh, Laurel went to the Titans. James went to uh, Washington. And ever since they left, I, that's, I already knew that I was about to go to the NFL. I don't, something just clicked for me. And the way I was playing, it was, like, ridiculous. So that's when I knew. After the first game of sophomore season. Okay, and in the NFL, who is the toughest quarterback that you've gone against? Aaron Rodgers. It's not even close. Aaron Rodgers. I don't know. He was doing some stuff, making some checks, some audibles on the field. And then I didn't even know. He he knew what we were in before we knew what we were in. So it was, it was ridiculous. He was making checks and audibles. and Stuff was wide open. He would check this run here. If I was in a G, he would check it back. If I was in a uh, one technique, so definitely Aaron Rodgers. Okay. And so I followed your um, – I saw you on TikTok, and I see mm-hmm. your TikTok videos, and I listened to some of your music. So how long have you been rapping? I've just been doing that uh, – I think it was like freshman year of college. It's really just a hobby, though, something fun to do on the side when I'm bored or something like that. I usually don't have time to do it, but when I do, I try to get in there a little bit. And so how many people tell you that you sound like little Baby? <laughs> a lot of people do, but I don't really see it myself. <laughs> okay. Well, last question, and you might not be able to really answer it because I know you're a Detroit Lion, but what is it like playing with that type of, like, lose? you know, like, they get a bad rep. You know, like mm-hmm. just they're gonna lose or whatever. So, what is it like going into a team that that's what fans, as far as fans and everything, they're always looked at as they're gonna lose every year after year after year. So, what is that like? To a certain extent, we really don't care because uh, you got to go out there and do your job, play your hardest every game, regardless. Um, so, I mean, if that's the like, if that's the stigma they want to put around the Lions, and that's fine. But you know, we're looking to change things around. Uh, we go in every game. We play our hardest every game. If you don't, you just won't be there. But, uh, yeah, we give our all every week, every weekend. Sometimes the small things beat us. Sometimes the team really does just beat us. But uh, we're trying to change things around for sure. Okay. So let me ask you this, nephew. So, nephew, um, so what, when when did you when, – when did the team – because I know you got there, y'all, Dan Campbell, his first year. When did a team that y'all knew that he was the guy? Because the one thing I, I noticed is that what we talked about on this show a lot when we watch y'all games, y'all play hard. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And y'all a young team. Y'all got a lot of – especially on the defensive side, y'all got a lot of, you know, rookie and second and third-year players. So y'all mm-hmm. a very young team, but y'all play hard. So when sure. did – and then I know that comes from, you know, being coached up too. So what, what at what point did y'all, like, really buy into to the coaching staff? Uh, really, after training camp, 
that's when we knew Coach Campbell was, you know, really good guy, really great coach. Um, he just – if we, we just all bought into what he wanted us to believe. And, uh, you know, that's playing with great hustle, play hard every play, you know, play hard every game. So that's when we knew um, was during training camp because we was – during training camp, the energy was crazy. We was live every day. Um, we was hitting. We was, you know, we was out there getting right. But uh, that's when we knew was after training camp. Okay, so um, you uh, so I, I seen I seen on when you posted the picture when you uh took the picture with Russell Wilson. Was was mm -hmm. that your like your your? Because that first time I kind of seen you do that. Um, uh, was that is that was that your favorite quarterback growing up or like or whatever? So you know, mm -hmm. was that like your idol or something like that? So is that the guy that you kind of you know whatever. It's definitely one of the uh, many legends that I like, uh, and he also went to NC State too. So that's really why. And he put, I watched him play baseball at NC State too. So that's really why I was getting a picture with him. And you know, it's Russell Wilson. Um, he's a he's a dog. He's a legend. Uh, really, my favorite quarterback growing up was uh, Cam Newton, but uh, we didn't we didn't play uh, Carolina this year. But I definitely had to get a picture with Russ just because he's a legend, NC State legend as well. Okay. Okay. So did he know? Did he? Did he? Was it? Did he know who you were? You know yeah. beforehand. Okay. Yeah. So so I I got to say this uh, or whatever. So I got a little birdie to say that uh, that you get because uh, my co-host on he's a Dallas Cowboys fan, uh -huh. and so I heard that you was uh, good friends with Michael with Michael Parsons. Yeah. So 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 uh, how how is is Michael? And did you notice when you? Cause you met what Micah like in a camp or whatever, or All Star game, the All American game in high school. So did you know when you when, what you see now? Did you see that then? Yeah, it's the same player. Okay. He was doing the same thing in high school. They're doing now and <laughs> other times. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Like nothing. He's just <laughs> platform. <laughs> just platform. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> it's the same mm -hmm. player. Okay, okay. Same player, bro. Same player. Same player. Same player, man. Yeah, I see you got a question. You heard it first, man. Oh, man. Look, I ain't going to mess with Jay. You heard it first. The process, uh, I always wondered, because um, we always see these stories, how was the scouting process from for you that you were experiencing coming from the NFL to college? And do you have any horror stories like you know people say the gms or coaches be asking like the craziest questions in those in those interviews like you have any you know crazy story that somebody asked you or mm -hmm. said something i actually i actually didn't have not one of those um my scouting process was really smooth honestly uh, i didn't have no crazy questions or nothing like that i interviewed with every team but and i did a multiple times. I think the Titans was the most. I interviewed with them like five or six times I think it was. But um, yeah, I've never had no like super crazy question or nothing like that. Mine was really smooth. I was good at doing my interviews. Um, so I was just getting through them really. Okay. And how was it your first time playing with yourself in Madden? Because I know you did. <laughs> yeah, I was going <laughs> crazy. It was, uh, it was pretty cool though. I was like, man, I'm really in Madden now. So did I played like four or five games as well though, but it's pretty cool. Did you feel respected with your ratings? It was straight for for a rookie defensive tackle coming in because usually they get like a sixty or a sixty five. They gave me a uh, seventy one, so I was, I was cool. That's what's up. Well, you got you got you got a question, Jacob? Oh yeah, man. So 
with 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 all the strength and conditioning that you guys do, man. Um, and and you as a, a, a athlete, what's the what's the most thing that what has changed for you with the strength and conditioning from the collegiate to the professional level? And did you have to work on something more in the NFL that you did in college? And so what has that transition been like for you when it comes to the strength and the conditioning? Uh, nothing really changes, honestly. In, in college, uh, well, I'd say the only thing that really changes is, like, the amount of weight. Um, in college, you're just going heavy, 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 trying to get big, trying to get faster, stronger. In the NFL, it's more uh, – it's when you're lifting, when you're doing uh, strength and conditioning, when you're lifting, you're more focused on different areas of the body. So you do one lift that's – a hamstring focus. We do one that's a quad focus, one that's a, a IT band focus that's strengthening the muscles around your knees. So I'd say that's the only thing that's changed. Um, and then you have more time throughout the day to get things done, um, whereas in college you got uh, class or whatnot. But I don't, too much doesn't change. It's just more body area focused. And nutrition is a lot different now. Um, I have an eating coach that I work with. Uh, and I have to do like a eat a food log and stuff like that, so I can come back and you know perform at my highest level, be at my right weights and stuff like that. But I don't think too much doesn't change. It's just more area focused. Okay, okay, and and so now this is a question that you know I see a lot of interviews with D line and stuff like that. But this is a question that a lot of people don't ask, man. And and you know this is a valid question when you're a defensive lineman. Now, um, upon being a defensive lineman in the NFL for the for the Detroit Lions, what would you say uh, the best offensive lineman that you have came encounter with? You know, from the collegiate level and on the professional level. Uh, we didn't play some old linemen, um, but I'd have to go with Trent Williams. Uh, Trent Williams, uh, Malata. That tackle from the Eagles, the left tackle. Uh, and I probably have to go with David Bakhtiari from Green Bay. But out of them three, I'm going Trent Williams. Trent Williams was crazy. I see him do something on the field I can't even speak of. <laughs> <laughs> he, he was going crazy. I'm talking about putting people in the ground face mask first. The way he gets off the ball. He get off the ball like we do. That's what makes him such a problem. He's so athletic for an offensive lineman. I don't know if y'all seen uh, yesterday, but they had him line up at a, like a tight end mm -hmm. wing, and he mm -hmm. came around. That's how athletic he is. So I'm going to have to go with Trent Williams on that. Okay, 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 great, great. So um, upon you being in the NFL now, um, how much do you miss – baseball now that you're not playing baseball anymore you know because from from me and your uncle talking he told me you know as he stated on the show as well that you was the base you was a, really a baseball superstar and everybody thought you was going to major league so you know from your play on the baseball field and so how is that now that you don't play baseball anymore but you but you still love the game i'm pretty sure yeah i still love it a lot i'm, I'm about to get back into it uh, people keep thinking I'm joking. I'm about to get back into it, like, rest it. Um, but I miss it a lot, honestly. Uh, I can't even remember when my last baseball game was, though. It's been a little minute. 
Uh, but yeah, I definitely miss it. Mm-hmm. I still can swing it. I haven't swung in like three years. But I, can, I definitely can still hit the ball. But um, I miss it a lot. Okay. Crystal, you got anything? Yeah, baseball, that deal, bro. People, yeah. I try to tell people, baseball, that deal. For sure. Absolutely. Okay, Crystal, you got anything? I got one last question. I followed you um, when you did the day in the life of a, a mm-hmm. of you, you know, going to practice yeah. and stuff. How much do they feed you? Uh, How do y'all eat? Yeah, you really eat where you want, honestly. Uh, or, like, so they'll have, like, a buffet line out um, of, like, food or whatever in the morning. But you can go to the side and talk to the chef and be like, can I get this, this, and this? And uh, they'll cook it up for you. So, But you can eat at any time of the day, like, any time you want, really. And they have your meals already planned because you was getting meals that had your name on it. Yeah, because uh, at the time we was using this app called Note Meal. And um, they'll cook up our meal and they'll have it set out there ready for us to go. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so nephew, so when you are up in Detroit, you know what I'm saying? Because I, I, you know, I travel a lot. Yeah. So, yeah. so what, 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 you, what do you like to do in the Detroit area? What is there to do in the Detroit area? Uh, uh, honestly, I didn't really have time to. Like, I went to the city of Detroit, but I didn't really do nothing because I was at football from eight thirty to. 8.30, pretty much. Um, so I didn't really have time to do much. I really just go to work and come home. But there's a couple – really, the only thing to do in the city, really, is to, is food and stuff like that. Um, but I haven't really done much up there. I'm about to go back up there pretty soon, and uh, or probably when I get back from California, just to explore and do things because I did not have no time to do it during season. So, so – I know you. I know you had. I know. I know you was blessed enough. Um, you know, to be able to uh, bless your family with vehicles. How did that feel to be able to bless your mom and your dad and, and everybody with, like, with they, they they you know vehicles, especially your your dad with his dream, you know, uh, car and your, your your and your and your mom and all that. How did that feel to be able to do that? Uh, it feels it feels good. Uh, you know, just the hard work paying off. Um. You know, I'm not gonna stop here. Obviously, uh, I got, you know, I got more stuff I gotta get. But uh, it feels good to be able to do that right now, honestly. So, so for your career, so what, what, what do you see yourself as far as like your career? As far as like, what's your other than I know y'all, you, y'all want to, you know, get to the playoffs and as a team get to it, win a championship eventually. So on a personal level, what, what would be some of your um, personal accomplishments that you would that you striving to? you know, striving for in your mind? Yeah. Uh, honestly, I really don't typically set goals individually. I like team goals. But next year, um, it's set in stone that I'm trying to make the Pro Bowl. And making the Pro Bowl comes along with playing hard, playing good, our team winning. Um, you know, we're getting recognition around our names. But uh, ultimately, you know, everybody's trying to make the Pro Bowl, but I'm, I'm trying to make the Pro Bowl all pro. You know, things like that. Uh, I'm trying to be one of those guys in the NFL. Um, I don't want to just be like a, you know, a regular name, household Detroit Lions name. I'm trying to get my name out there uh, for real. So, but uh, Pro Bowl is definitely, that's my goal right now. That's when I work out, my background on my phone is the Pro Bowl uh, little thing. So. Okay, okay, okay. So anybody got any other questions? I got one last question. Since the Lions are not in the playoffs, who do you have in the Super Bowl? That's a good question. 
Uh, cause Dallas lost, so I really don't know who's gonna go now. I thought oh. Dallas was gonna go. They had a, they got a team. <laughs> they got a really solid team, and then I, now the uh, they, 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 they man. I don't know. Were you surprised the Green Bay lost? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No. I, the, I you you were too close. I wasn't. Did, did y'all play? Did y'all play the, um, the last remaining um three or four teams? Did y'all play any of the teams that's left? We played 49ers. We played the Rams. Okay. Uh, and we played Green Bay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I know y'all played Green Bay. Um. Okay. So, um, we oh, yeah, because y'all had a plan <laughs> chance to play Mahomes yet. Um. No. Okay. Okay. So, uh, is that anybody? We anything, anything else before we let my man go? Um, I, I, I just want to add this. I wanted Green Bay to win, but in my mind, I kind of know they wouldn't. And for the reason, it's the whole Green Bay coaches, uh, you know, all the coaches, the offense, defense, they've always struggled with the 49ers, man. They've always struggled with the 49ers. And if you look at the statistics, um, he's lost like four times to the four, three, four times in the playoffs to the 49ers. So, okay. you know, the proof is already in put. We're going to call that jello. I mean, it, it was there. So you know, was I was I surprised? No, I wasn't. But you know, I mean, it is what it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, man, I, I appreciate you, nephew, for coming on here. I know Thank you're you. busy. I know you're yeah, a busy guy, you. um, whatever. Um, and I guess your off season, so I know you need time to detox a little bit, and you know, what I'm saying heal up a little bit and get yeah. back on it. So, you know, and get your vacation in and all that kind of good stuff. But I do appreciate the fact that you did give me get, give us an opportunity to be able to interview you. Um, and I just want to say, like, once again, I'm proud of you and what you've accomplished up thus far. Um, and, you know, you know, I, you know, the, you know, the family slogan, touch new money every day. Yeah. So, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, because I talk, I was talking to this about your dad. I said, uh. Between you and Jay Swizz, I mean, y'all y'all made it out, and y'all made it y'all made it known that it's possible to um for where we come from to be able to make come out and do big things. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So definitely, um, you know what I'm saying. I'm proud. I'm proud of you, and uh, wish you all the best moving forward. Thank you. I definitely appreciate y'all letting me come on. And, and one thing, and one thing is important. And I thought about it too. You've never you've never missed a game. And since in college, all pros have you? No, never. And that's and that's big because you know what I'm saying availability is the most important thing in sports. Mm-hmm. Right, and right. for you to never miss a game, especially to play the position you play and how physically you had to play, and then the fact that you had to transition from one from from linebacker to to DT, and then of course you had to put on weight to do so. Mm-hmm. I know that had to be a difficult thing to do. And a lot of players wouldn't have been able to, um, you know, to have been able to uh, handle that. So, yeah. I mean, just before I, before you go, what what do you what would you be your um, your advice, like just nutrition wise or whatever you're doing? What do you feel like you're doing, um, you know, on a personal level to to keep yourself healthy? You know, mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Uh, you know, it's really simple, honestly. Uh, you know, just get your water in. Just watching what you eat. Um, you can't eat out, you know, every day. 
Uh, you got to eat some type of home-cooked meal. Try to get some greens in. Um, drink your water. Don't try to drink too many uh, sugary drinks and stuff like that. For me, I don't really like, – like, I have this food coach now that I'm about to start working with. Um, but it's not like I'm about to be eating, uh, you know, all this out-the-water stuff, like this crazy stuff and not eating meat and whatever. It's just to track myself and to keep myself in uh, check. But honestly, just keep it simple. Get your greens in. Don't eat out all the time. Eat some home-cooked meals. Get your water in. Stretch. Um, get a little walk in or jog in. Some type. You can get some uh, resistance bands. Get some um, movement going. Just get the you know blood flowing every day. And that'll keep you healthy. So you say. So you say you can burn a little bit, or, or do my dukes have to come in and cook for you? No, I ain't cooked since I've been here. So my <laughs> yeah, my gonna cook for me. But uh, I can cook for sure. Uh, let me get that out the way. But yeah, mom will cook for me. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So, 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 other words, you saying that basically, like the weight. So, how much more weight did you put on when you went from linebacker to DT? How much more weight did you put on? Uh, so I came in because, like I said, I was playing uh, linebacker two ninety two in high school. I was just running a full six at a time. I was athletic to do it. When Jeez. I got to state, I only put on uh, eight more pounds. Wow. It really won't. It's not nothing for me to put on weight. It's hard for me to lose weight. Um, putting on weight was never an issue, honestly. But uh, I, I put on eight more pounds when I got to state, and then <laughs> since then, right now I'm three twenty-two. So, and my weight fluctuates sometimes, but now I have to be a little bit heavier, just because I played at zero, that one technique. You can't really be three hundred five, three hundred in there. Um, so it really wasn't an issue for me to gain weight. Yeah, because the reason why I asked that question, because back in the day, you know, you heard stories like when guys would, would go from, like, college, especially to pro, and they had to put on that weight. You hear, like, they had to eat, like, a bunch of McDonald's and crazy yeah. stuff to kind of put the weight on. So you saying you can get that weight on and still be healthy with it, you know, whatever, eat right. You don't necessarily have to eat all crazy stuff. Oh, you yeah. You nah. put that weight on. Yeah, you just, just eat. You can eat whatever you eat and just, you know, eat good foods. You can put the weight on easily. You don't have to uh, fast food it for sure. Okay. Okay. But like I said, once again, uh, that's it for everybody. Everybody good? Okay. Once again, I can say appreciate you, nephew. You know what I'm saying? Thank you. have you. a blessed rest of the day. Yeah. Enjoy your vacation. Let you know me. what I'm saying? And we're going to be looking forward to, um, you know what I'm saying, seeing y'all play next year. Thank you. I appreciate y'all letting me on for sure. All right, man. You have a good one. All right, see ya. Yeah, we're good, brother. <clears throat> All right, y'all. That everybody's listening. That was uh, my my actually my nephew, uh, Lee McNeil, uh, for the Detroit Lions rookie. As y'all can see, that he's a uh, he's a great young man and got a bright future ahead of him, um, or whatever. Um, so, um, you know, I just I just appreciate the fact he came on because I know he's been very busy. You know, um, people don't realize how busy it is for um. Uh, athlete, a football, NFL player, through especially throughout the season. You know, like you say, he 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 working out or pretty much uh, at practice or whatever from eight thirty in the morning, eight at night. So, especially as a rookie, they probably got a lot they got to get in. So, I'm I'm pretty sure it's probably a lot to kind of digest um, that first year. Uh, but yeah, so but anyway, uh, Jake, Jake a wild boy, man. Well, why, why you say that? <laughs> Jake, because you said a wild boy. Because Jake asked the man, "Yo, 
who your team you think is trash and who would you get rid of and <laughs> bring new people in when he was like hey man who you think who you think faulted is and who would you bring in i was like you're not gonna answer that <laughs> they're trying to be on every outlet you talk about some promotion okay. <laughs> so they ain't gonna answer that hey, man that was funny though but i, I mean hey, I hey, man. <laughs> i'm a realist i'm a realist when i'm doing it I, I, i've been doing this for a long time brother i ain't just started i know but it was funny. <laughs> it was funny to me. I was like, "This boy a fool." Yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I mean, well, I, well, I put you out, in, in Jacob' defense, I don't think he really put it like that. You know, no, he, he was kind of politically correct with it. He just basically said, basically, he didn't really say who was trash. He just said who would, yeah. who, who, what do y'all need to prove it? You know what I'm saying? And I mean, that's a legitimate question to be like, oh, right. you know. You know, basically, we need you know, you know, maybe another wide receiver or two. But at the same time, I get why he didn't answer the question because then everybody in the wide receiver room be looking like, oh, you think who, which one do you think we right. try or whatever? Or you know what I mean? You know, player sensitive. If you say, no, it was funny. Oh, I mean, yeah. as a yeah. as a fan, yeah. as a look as yeah. a, as somebody, if I was just watching this, I'd be like, yo, man, I'd ask the same thing. Yeah, so I, yeah, I get but, it. As a, as a fan, it was funny. Yeah, man. Yeah. But but I mean, bro. If we're gonna run this, we need to run it. You know what I mean? I mean, that's a that's a real <laughs> question. Like you would if yeah. Pete Carroll was the come you know on, I mean? you'd be like, hey man, why you ain't run the ball that thing? Why you book uh, man? Like it's one of the things you'd be like, come on, fam. Everybody uh, should well as a coach is different because a coach you're gonna ask. I mean, you go you gonna say as a coach, you can pretty much ask a coach whatever you want, you know yeah. what I'm saying, or whatever in regards of like why you didn't run the ball or why you didn't do this or why you didn't do that as a play on the team, you know what I'm saying, there's certain things. Yeah, uh, dang, that's one question I meant to ask him. I meant to ask him who was the who was the leader on the team. That's what I meant to ask him, but it's all good. You know what I'm saying? Who was the like, you know, who's the person they kind of looked up? Because they're a young team. That's the thing. They're, they're very young. young. They're, so they're like, very who the, young. Who was a player that kept them together when they was when they wasn't winning? Like who was the one that there had to be somebody in the locker room other than the, just the coaches to be like at some point when you losing like that. It gotta be a coach or something. To be, I mean, a player or something to be like, let you know, we need to stick together. Was it, you know, was it golf? Was it somebody else? You know what I'm saying? Because golf is not necessarily terrible. You know what I'm saying? I mean, he not he not a world beater, but he not terrible. It just, you know, they didn't have a lot of weapons. I mean, think about yeah. it. With DeAndre Swift was their number one weapon. You know what I'm saying? And they had that one wide receiver that made plays. But other than that, they didn't really have a whole lot of offensive weapons. You know what I mean? I think if you get think about with Jared Goff, if like if you seen like you seen in LA, if you put weapons around him, he can be productive at least. You know what I'm saying? Like you know he could be just as productive as you know a Jimmy Garoppolo or whoever. You know what I'm saying? So that you know, you know. So, but we'll see, we'll see. But anyway, what else we got to talk about on here? Because we didn't kind of. Oh well, we gotta cover the games today. We ain't really got nothing to talk about. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we ain't really got nothing to talk about, bro. Because you know why? We used to run down all the games, and you yeah. know, it's only <laughs> it's just a, a few games left. So you know, I mean, we ain't really we ain't really got nothing to talk about. And I mean, I mean, the only thing we got to talk about is 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 whenever AD coming out the wheelchair. But you know, I mean, we, we, we always talking about that. He's questionable today, actually. Yeah, he's really? supposed to play. The, yeah, he's supposed to play. Saying yeah, they saying yesterday that uh. But they said he was questionable though, right? 
Well, they were saying that Frank Vogel says that because they said that Frank Vogel basically makes his decision 30 minutes before a game a lot of times okay. just because mm-hmm. he, he already knows the answer. He just right. kind of leaves everybody in suspense of, you know, that's, <laughs> that's, that, old, that's that old school type of way of right. doing it where you wait, you know, to the last second. Because, you know, who else used to do that? Um, was it Popovich that used to do that? It's, it's, <laughs> and even I think Bill Belichick. I think he does that in football. Like sometimes he will wait till the last second to put you on a injured reserve list because he don't want a team to kind of scout you too fast. Um, my 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 thing is, I just I just want them to get rid of Westbrook. It ain't even the fact that I don't even care what they get for him. At the end of the day, I don't really care what they get for Westbrook. I just want them to get get rid of Westbrook. You know, you know what, man? Were, um, you know what, man? This, this is beginning to be a broken record. This is this is beginning to be a broken record. And your response is about every time we talk about every 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 time we talk about West and Lakers, we think we talk about Westbrook. We know this. You talk about AD. We know this. I mean, listen, man. And if 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 you pay somebody this much money, and the the ten games they play are solid, but they out forty two. Do you know how much money they play in paying Westbrook? If I'm gonna pay you that much money, yeah, and your, yeah I know you how much more turnovers than layups. We got a problem there too. Okay, forty-seven million. Forty-four okay. million this year. Forty-seven next I'm, year. I'm, I'm not saying we don't have a problem, man, but but you know, uh, they need to fix both problems. If you ask me. But which one is I mean, easier? To y'all fix? the one who sold which one. one. Is easier to fix? Y'all the one who sold on AD. I ain't sold on AD. I'm not sold on AD, bro. AD didn't AD fire his uh his um like his training his like his personal trainer people or something like that? Didn't he fired them? I didn't. I I didn't know he had one because because I haven't (laughs) seen any change in the body structure of him as an athlete. I ain't know he had a damn personal trainer. He yeah, did put I on think. some weight, though. He did put yeah, on like two, I think, ten or fifteen pounds, and all some muscle. Weight to, uh, to pay yeah, that you could, you could tell he put on muscle. You could tell he put yeah. on a little bit of muscle. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But uh, that, that's what they, they were saying. Can't that, tell, though. that might have been why his game kind of like not. He's not. He's like he kind of get Fluffy. used to his new body weight or whatever. That muscle. I think Fluffy that he fragile, adjusted. bro. He 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 mustn't eat no vegetables and and shit growing up. He fragile as hell, bro. Fragile, man. He fragile, man. Fragile, but reason why reason why I say we need to get rid of Westbrook is because I just feel like the energy in the building in the room is gone, and I think if you were sometimes if you remove something, then it just you can just change the energy. Like I'm not even because they talking about like Houston is willing to get him John Wall. Now, do I think John Wall is much better than Westbrook? No, but I think sometimes you just need to change because the thing about it is this. When Cleveland, when, when LeBron was at Cleveland, right, and they had Jeff Green and they had Dwayne Wade, they had all these players, all these players that came in, and it didn't work. Half, you know, the trade deadline, they switched all the players out, bought Clark <clears throat> and Larry Nance and them boys in, and the energy changed. And all of a sudden, they started winning just because it was a different type of energy in the building. You know what I'm saying? And I think that they just need something to change the energy because they look at it as – there's no way out of this situation. So I'm not just saying, not even just Westbrook. Even if you change up a few of the players, trade whoever you got to trade 
and bring some new energy. If you can get a Jeremy Grant in, if you can get whatever you can get in just to change the energy in the room. You know what I'm saying? And I think that that will at least give them some hope going into the rest of the season. But I just don't think they can go the last 30 games with the same team. No, 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 Icon. And I'm going to tell you exactly what the problem is. Listen, bro. Instead of why, instead of looking at LeBron play, you need to play with him. That's the problem. They don't play with him. They look at him play. <laughs> That's true. That's Them true. boys act like they damn starstruck. They look at him play instead of playing with him. That's the problem, bro. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, that, that, I mean, that's true. That's true. I think Malik Monk is the only one that kind of make me feel like him and Stanley Johnson. Like them, the only two that feel like they actually like actually actually play hard and they they know it look like they look like NBA players. Everybody else just look like they just especially 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 Malik Monk. You know, and Carmelo, he Carmelo yeah. give you he give you some good games, but Carmelo look his age a lot of times. But he right. gave Carmelo would give you some good games. And yeah, right. that's expected. So I'm Carmelo, not, yeah. Carmelo giving us exactly what Carmelo's supposed to give us. And yeah. most nights Carmelo gives us yes, what he's right. supposed to give us. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But it's just like you said. And he give you way more than Dwight Howard give you. Yeah, yeah. Trash. They don't even get to play. A lot of yeah. times he don't even get to play. You don't even really know why. But when Which he do, he go last year. <laughs> That's why he left in the first place. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, but uh, trash. I guess you can talk about uh, the other game that played yesterday. Um, the Bengals and the Titans. That was a good game. Oh, um, I Joe think the Titans blow. blew that game though. And the crew. Amen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Jacob finally came around. Jacob finally came around. I think Joe Blow. Well. I mean, Joe. Huh? No, no, Joe Blow ain't played well. But this, this is this, this is what I'm saying about Joe Blow, Chris. Uh, he showed you that he has a winning mentality. Uh, he showed yeah. that he don't have a give up spirit. Right. And he's always had that. But yeah, I do. And he got. He's always had that. And people don't. And people don't really give his receivers. Yeah, we, we we know what his receivers did, but the publicity that him and his receivers deserve, they don't get. And so they show improve. And I have never been sold on Tanny Hill. Tanny who? Tanny, I, get your ass out of here. Ain't nobody sold, ain't nobody sold on Tanny Hill, man. I agree with that, Jacob. Bengals kind of get the love. I, at least I, they I, I, Maybe, maybe not no, the they don't. No, they don't. No, they don't. No, they, not the core. No, they the don't. do because they're rookies. And one is what the offensive player of the year, rookie of the year, Jamar mm-hmm. Chase is rookie of the year, correct? And uh, they're sure thousand yard rush. Yeah. I mean, thousand yard receivers. Um, Two of them. Higgins, whatever. Yeah. Um, it's only so much, many passes, it's only so much you have to say on rookies yeah. outside of just giving them their props for being really good. And Burrow gets his his. If anybody out of all four of them, it's probably Mixon that gets the least amount of um. Like notoriety or publicity or whatever, and he's actually really, you know, he's pretty good too. Uh, I mean, I, I think the receivers get their, yeah, I think they get their props. Now, I do think the Bengals are considered underdogs, and they've taken on that role as underdogs. But mm-hmm. I think the receivers this get. is why they don't get their props because they consider it as underdogs. Like I can. Okay, go ahead. No, go ahead. I understand what you're saying. I understand what you're saying, Crystal. But at the same time, man, what they have been able to accomplish. 
I think they need more uh, recognition, man. Like they've been able to accomplish a lot. Not saying nobody else ever did it, but what I'm mm-hmm. saying is that's a that's a and and whoever thought. And I'll be honest with you, man. You know, I kind of been saying Joe Blow since preseason, so I'm pretty sure. But um, and you was killing. I just wasn't sold on Joe Blow, but but yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, you know, think, he, he, he was. He had the Joe Blow cape on. Joe Blow, Joe Blow, <laughs> Joe Blow. And he wasn't even really wearing the cape. <laughs> well, all, all I said was, all I, all I said was, I think that he, out of the young crop of uh, quarterbacks coming in, he was going to be in that group that was going to be next up, after, you know, in a couple of years. And Jacob was honest with you, I know, and to be honest with you, yeah, he, he actually has, he actually has like improved faster than most people thought. You know what I'm saying? Because but yes, I he did. Him, I, he did. I watched him in college, and the thing about when I watched him in LSU, the one thing I realized with him was the, his confidence level. He got a confidence level that's almost on a cocky level, but oh, he, he backs it up. Yes. But he backs it up on the field. Yeah, everybody was looking at he had Jamar Chase and he had uh, Jefferson or whatever, and he no, had he a, 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 he huh? He no, and he's talking no, about in college. Oh, oh, okay. okay. Yeah, Jefferson, he had Chase, but I'm like, at the same time, if you watch the plays he made in the big games in college, I was like, I knew when he got to the NFL, he was legit. You know what I'm saying? Or whatever. Because the thing about it is, T. Higgins was trying to throw the game yesterday, all them passes he was was dropping. That joke, (laughs) hell, boy. Like, he he dropped too many passes for me. He frustrated the hell out of me. I'm like, shoot, if if, if they get him another receiver, Jamar Chase, they're going to be damn good. T.O. was the same way in in, in San Fran. Who? Initially, T.O. Initially, uh oh, uh oh, uh oh. He used to drop. He used to drop a lot of passes. Anyway, I mean, he would. Be, and, he would and, 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 anyway, man, I ain't been to nothing nobody from the Raiders say. Anyway, <laughs> um, anyway, bro. Um, and and back to Crystal though. Yeah, 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 yeah Crystal. Back to you though. Uh, oh, okay. That, I, I, ain't, I ain't listen to nothing you say, bro. That's I ain't saying nothing you say. Y'all ain't. Y'all ain't had nobody impressive in the media since Lyle Isaiah. I ain't listening to nobody. What you say, bro? <laughs> uh, but in, 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 in anyway, man. Um, wow. Anyway, you know, man. I listen that you say, bro. <laughs> hey, hey, bro. You like a pastor that don't put nothing in collection plate. Stop, bro. Sir, stop. So, hey, I, hey, listen. Listen, bro. Stop, bro. Stop, bro. Hey, stop, bro. Hey, bro, stop, bro, stop, bro. No, 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 I'll tell Jacob yesterday, I said, Colin Cowherd said that, you know, in his opinion, that the Cincinnati Bengals was the least talented team in the playoffs. Least talented? Least talented. And I'm like, well, if they're the least talented team, I hate to see, I hate to see what they do if they had talent because them jokers, was them jokers be playing all that defense? That defense is legit, I said, and they got offensive weapons. So, where's the least talent at? Like, well, I, I, I think on the defensive side, maybe where the right if there's a if there's a deficit, you know, then it would be the defense. That, well, that's what I would think. Well, but the offensive really line is the one to be desired. That that offensive line is gone. talented, though. Yeah, that's, a, I mean, that's that's extra least talented. Yeah, that's line. line is garbage. They, I think they find a way to win. Like when you look how they played with the Raiders, right? Came down to a final two plays. Yeah. Their 
offense is their passing game and you know their running games they're they're legit they're legit right like you said their offensive they they offense of plays fit who they have for their offensive line so their offensive coordinator does a good job of putting in putting them in a good position but you said defense i mean they have a good front four but that that back end if they get that back end tooled up Right, yeah, they're gonna yeah. be something. Yeah. That's why I said in the next two or three years, I'm thinking. Well, may, it might yeah. be next two years. I well, think they'll well, be. They'll be they right get, there. If they if they get a couple offensive linemen, and the thing about it is, you don't have to pay Joe Burrow for another two years. So you can do Cosada like. Don't have to like, pay him too. Yeah. Ooh, oh man. yeah. You gonna? Oh he gonna he gonna get the bag. He gonna get a two hundred fifty yeah. million three hundred million dollar contract. But I'm just saying, like, do like how you did know, the blueprint, like um. Uh, who was it that did it uh, a couple of years ago? Well, basically with Kansas City, but before they had to pay, uh, before they had to pay Mahomes, where you basically go out and collect a bunch of players to try to win now before you have to pay pay your quarterback, especially mm-hmm. when you know you got a legit quarterback. So if the Bengals were smart, they'd go all in this offseason and next offseason, and and before they have to pay him just to see if they can maybe grab a chip. You know what I'm saying? Before they have to give him all that money. And then you might want to have you might have some more people that actually want to come there and play. That's what you I'm know, saying. I think want to do. come there, not I just get traded there. I think free agency about to be, you know, if you look in right. like hey, they should man, be a desired place. You might get yeah. one or two linemen that you know probably wouldn't have came, but now they see like, all right, I, I we got something to win. So right. you might bring they in two club. linemen, you might bring in a safety, or maybe another corner, draft a linebacker. It's definitely mm-hmm. possible. Look how these free agency teams be rack they be racking up. Yeah. They be racking up. I think I think they uh they the got Bengals a good are legit. Yeah. 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 They're gonna be a legit problem. Now I do think this game right here, they just kind of got lucky. Yeah. I mean it's, you have to be in the right place at the mm-hmm. right time to get lucky for it to benefit you. So you have to give them credit there. But I just I felt like um, the way the Titans' defense played and how many times they sacked Burrow, um, yeah. that was set up for the Titans to to actually win that game. And Tannehill threw a terrible first, you know, that interception, that was terrible. But that last one, to me, and maybe somebody can tell me I'm wrong because online they're telling me I'm wrong. But I thought that it was on the receiver that because it went straight through his hands. Yeah, he had a check down. He could have threw the ball shorter to a tight end. I think a tight end was open. But the guy he threw the ball to, I don't think it was Brown, though. But the, the guy he threw the ball to, the ball mm-hmm. went straight through his hands, and then it got tipped, and it got um, – um, he, he inter- Bengals intercepted it and went down and, you know, scored and, you know, won the game or whatever. But they were driving. Oh, uh, you talking about – okay, you talking about – ah, well uh, – because I, I don't think he should – well, because the, the – You don't the, think he should have thrown it? No, nah, the defensive back was on him. The defensive back yeah. was right but up it on went, top of him. But it was right in his hand. Though. Like you gotta still, catch that. He was yeah, actually. I, I just think it was a dangerous play. I put it like yeah. this. I just think at that point, I think if you didn't have a surefire, uh, uh, uh open play, I think you would have been better off just throwing it away and then just playing for overtime. Well, he you know had a, um, he, he had, had the, the running, open, right? he had a tight end open, and he had the running back swinging, and the running back only would have had to make one guy miss, or you know, it possibly would have been like a fourth and one type situation. But it, I think it was a bad decision. I think he predetermined where he's going to go. I think he thought that, you know, Eli Apple was going to be playing off for some reason. And, you know, he just tried to fit it in there. But Eli Apple was on him. Like, he wasn't open at all. 
And it was just a, it was just a bad play. But that's Tannehill, man. Tannehill makes. Let me look again. One what play, you, what like, it sounds like y'all telling me is I'm wrong. I don't like that. Let me. Look well, at he that. he wasn't because he didn't create separation. A wide receiver, he it was like a quick um like a quick um turnaround, and he just wasn't open. Like the Eli Apple didn't bite off the 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 deep route fake. So, but when he broke down, Eli Apple the whole time his hand was on his hip the whole time. So when he went up for that pass. It just wasn't the it wasn't the best pass. I think he just predetermined like, all right, I'm gonna go right here. The the play, it should be open right here, and it it just wasn't. Put it to you like this: the pass, this is like Jimmy Garoppolo yesterday. Jimmy Garoppolo got very lucky because he was throwing a lot of dangerous passes, and I and I ain't gonna lie to you. If that would have been last week. Some of the passes he was throwing yesterday, with Dallas being uh, um you know as good as they were at taking away the ball. They would have, he would have blew that game. And then, like next week, when he go against either the Rams or Tampa Bay, with the way their defense flies around, he's not gonna get away with them passes. Okay, they, so but so y'all don't think, okay, so you don't think when like Jimmy's Jimmy actually, because at first he didn't, it was a long time, he was just throwing the ball, but he threw like the first three passes, they were all on the money and they were dropping his pass. It was real cold, yeah. too, and I get it. It was cold. But yeah. they kind of he's not great. We know that. So if he throw you a good, you gotta catch that ball. Yeah. Besides yeah. Kittle, like Kittle can't be the only person that can catch the ball. Well, and of course their workhorse, um, Debo. But I mean, I thought that Jimmy he threw one that was a terrible interception. It was just terrible. He just bad read. It was just terrible. The other one went straight through the receiver's hand, like and it's like you gotta catch the ball. I don't well, I'm not even talking about that. I'm really talking about the pass he threw the interception zone. He threw about four passes. That should have been, been interception. You know what I'm saying? Like te- like passes that like put it like this. Like I said, next week when he go against the Rams or Tampa, he yeah, threw he passes that them 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 bad pass would have got picked off. Like I re- I've been watching the game and the commentators would be like, like if you like you know because I think it was Troy Aikman was the commentator and Troy Aikman was like, yeah, like he getting away with some some crazy passes out there and I ain't, I ain't talking about no Patrick Mahomes passes. We talking about some. Like some passes that, like the one play was because the defensive back just wasn't looking. If he would have been mm-hmm. looking, oh, it would have been an easy pick six. It went, it went straight mm-hmm. to the defensive back. Yeah, it went straight like to the crazy. defensive back. So I was like, "What the hell was that?" Yeah, and Green so Bay ain't got Green Bay's defense. Not sorry though. No, 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 they're not sorry they at all. But I'm just saying, you know, but they defensive defensive backs is not. The Rams or Tampa defensive backs. They not out for uh, they 49ers, 49ers. Um, I mean no, Green Bay, Green Bay DBs, they legit. They the Green Bay Green Bay DBs legit. But the prop the difference is 49ers run the rock. They are a run team. They're gonna run it down your throat. And then when you bite up, they're gonna hit a player two, you know, over the top, maybe hit Kittles on some, you know, down the middle in the seam. 49ers run the ball great they are a great mm-hmm. running team and right. that's what makes them so dangerous is because while if you don't stop them running the ball you won't you, you don't have a shot really because that's the that's what they do so if they run 120 150 yards and then debo gets a slant and takes it ah, like this is one of them they have one of those years and this is the same jimmy g that took them to the super bowl last time so he's not garbage he's inconsistent um, but he ain't garbage. If he's on, he's gonna be on. Well, I'm gonna so, put you like this. Next week, if the 49ers get Tampa, 
They're going to have to do – hey, hey, what's going to have to get in his bag? Kyle Shanahan? Because they're not yeah. running the ball against Vita and them boys up the middle. They're not doing yeah. it. So, and them linebackers, we, no, mm-mm. Well, so I'm telling you now, they, he, better, well, he, better be, he better get well, in the speaking of, That's a fact. Yeah, speaking of Green Bay DBs, it's a difference um, when you have Green DBs that uh, hit you and there's a, and then you got Green Bay uh, – you got DBs that are covered. Green Bay DBs are not covered DBs. Like, they're not going to pick the ball off like that. But if you get that ball and they hit you, you're you going to drop it. Their DB is going to punish you. You know what I mean? But they're not good, great cover DB. Uh, yeah, 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 that, yeah, that's yeah. That's what I was saying. They're not, they not, they not, they not, like, take away DBs. Like, Tampa Bay, they, they're yeah. more covered. They're, 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 like, buttoning them boys, they'll take the ball from you. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know what right. I'm saying? The Rams, Rams right. and them boys, they'll take the ball from you. You know what I'm saying? Rams right. can hit two, but he's gonna take the ball from you. Green Bay is more like because you know, if they were punch you. Huh? Right. Because if they was they if they was looking, it was three different plays that it should have been picked off as far as you know, um as far as Green Bay defense, but they was looking to hit first and not looking to cover. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? If they was looking to cover, they would have had about three, four interceptions yesterday. Facts. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, the, the Buccaneers that that's one of the things, man. They they their defense will take you to the Super Bowl. I mean, we saw it last time. <laughs> they last year they they that that Buccaneers defensive backfield is legit. The Rams they they're good because their front seven is great. Like yeah. their front seven gonna give you two. Two seconds to throw the ball, and most wide receivers not going to create that separation unless it's quick passes. But uh, it's 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 definitely going to be a good one. This for sure. But but Chris, I don't I don't think so, man. I don't think it's going to be a good one. Um um, KB, because I'm going to tell you why I don't think so. I think that with Tampa being banged up like they are, because they're going to be missing two offensive linemen. Um, they're going to be missing them go to receivers. They can, they yeah, but they, they can, they can. Okay, I mean, that's fine and dandy. But they also gonna be missing, man, those route runners that can, that can go 40, 50 yards down the field. Brady ain't got that right now, and so Brady gonna need that against that defense, man. So it's gonna be interesting to see what the coaches do to make adjustments. And see, that's my thing about teams. The teams really don't have bad players, but the coaches, a lot of coaches in the NFL don't know how to make uh, adjustments and transition. Like, they stay in the same defensive stance. They don't never change, bro. Like, bro, you got a thousand defenses out there, man. You you, you got to give offenses new looks, man. If, if, if you keep them the same, give them the same look, they're going to pick you apart. And see, and that was my thing about the Cowboys. No transition on defense, bro. You got to give them different looks. You can't give them two or three looks and stop. You, it's a lot of defenses out there, bro. You got to get them different looks, man. You know what I mean? And so if you don't give an offense different looks and, and, and it's a good quarterback to know how to read a defense, they're going to pick you apart all day, man, all day long. Yeah. So, Chris. Yes. I would tell I was telling Jacob this last night that I was listening to a couple of um, ESPN guys or whatever, watch a couple of sports shows. I can't remember the one guy name or whatever. But then he was basically saying, a few people saying that Josh Allen was better than Patrick Mahomes. And I'm like, oh, okay. And what world is Josh Allen 
better than Patrick Mahomes. Like he has his moments or whatever, but in what world is he better than Patrick Mahomes? Like he might have a talented, a big arm, and he's just that's what I was gonna say. He can run faster, but in what world is he better than Patrick Mahomes? And I know you've been kind of defended Josh Allen earlier this season when I when I told you I said he's great, but he's not there yet because he only had one good season. I'll give him two now because he had this year and last year. But he hasn't he hasn't proved anything. Not, not only did she defend Josh Allen, but she don't do that. Don't do that. I don't do that. Don't do that. Not only did she defend Josh Allen, but you know who else she defended? You who? know, you you can't KB. Listen, KB, you went on hey, here earlier earlier this year, man. KB. Not only did she defend Josh Allen, but you know who else she defended? Uh I think his name is <laughs> Baker, uh, Ooh. is it uh, just Winfield? Oh, it's Mayfield. Oh, it's Mayfield. Oh, it's Mayfield. Oh, 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 and I said he was just a game manager, but Icon was giving him the business. You hear me? <laughs> now, when I listen, when I think about it, okay, all of that is warranted because he went totally down oh, from there. Right. But at the time when they were saying it, I was like, okay, cut the man a little bit of slack. I ain't saying he good or great, but but now, all I can say, again, it wasn't one of my finest moments. Okay? Look at what Odell is doing now, and look what Odell was doing then. Like, I never said about it was Odell, though. But not, I never it, said it was, you know what I'm saying? It, it's not even about Odell, man. Like, if you look, uh, huh? uh, those two running backs carried that whole offense, man. There was nothing yeah, but, that Baker but, did, but, man. But that's all, what I'm saying. But no, I agree with that, Jack. That's what I'm saying. So if they would have run the ball more, you wouldn't have seen how, in a, you know what I'm saying, how terrible he is. He could have game managed if Chubbs wasn't healthy, and had they been able to do that, they probably been a better team. Maybe he throws the ball twenty five times, not thirty five, not forty, because he a gunslinger. He think he can make every whatever. I never said it was Odell. Um, Odell well, was just a bad. I know you think I was just pointing out. I was pointing out with certain people, not not yeah, on this show, but with certain people in, in, right. in, in the sports yeah. world was trying to make it seem like Odell was washed, and I said no, he ain't. He got a terrible quarterback because I'm like, when you got a talent like that, you got to put it like this. Everybody knows in the NFL, the first 15 plays are scripted in any NFL game. That's why a lot of times you see a team come out and get seven points real quick. Then the rest of the game, they can't do nothing because they first 15 plays. They already know this is what they're going to do. This is what we're going to do. So we if we if we if we can get into our bag early, then we can get an early score. But what happened was it's like my thing was. You got a talent like Odell. I don't care if you got to give him a bubble screen, slant route, something. You you get you you design something to get him off early. So when later on in the game, you can utilize him later on in the game. They couldn't even get the man off early in the game, ever. You know what I'm saying? And that was he all. But why could he? he but why could he get it to Jarvis Landry but couldn't get it to Odell? I, that was weird. Because he didn't uh, want to get Odell. Yeah, that's what it came down to. I, that's I why, just, that's why the dad that's that's said what he did. That's why he showed and the video. And the, dad was the right. video showed the video with all the time yeah. he was open and Baker didn't throw him the ball. You yeah. know what I'm saying? 
That's why that's and, why and, 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 and for me, man, and for me, for Odell to be with the Rams now and have and have had more touches with the Rams in a short period of time than he had with what the Browns in two years, man. That just says that Baker Mayfield is we have thought he's a trash, he's trash, he's trash, trash, trash. And he's not even that good at all, man. He's not even that good at all, man. So I don't know if uh, if the Browns gonna be looking for a new quarterback, but oh, yeah. but if, if the Browns want to be be a contender, man, they gonna they, they gonna have to really look for it. Cause I know I have seen a report where they were interested in Watson mm-hmm. yeah. recently. I have seen the report. Well, see, they, the that's the only Watson, thing they need. They yeah. have everything else. They literally, when you look at their roster yeah. and what they have, they got wide receivers, yeah. they yeah. got corners, safety, linebackers, line. They have on paper are uh, the perfect team. They just got to have some QB play that that don't sabotage don't them. Turn, yeah, don't say yeah. This okay. is why this is why I said in this, and I say this, and, and I, if I was if I was Deshaun Watson at this point, as long as this thing that went on, I would just settle because pe- whoever people think they're gonna think. Some people gonna think you're guilty. Some people gonna think you're innocent. People have made their mind up at this point. So whether you if you settle out. Ain't no, ain't no people that ride for, for Deshaun Watson. Going, they going, we going to understand. But well, those people that actually use our common sense at this mm-hmm. point, because most people that settle out of court, celebrity wise, they do it because it, because exactly what's going on right now, the system dragging this thing on with no evidence. So at the end of the day, you know what I'm saying? You might as well just settle out of court so you can get back on the field. You know what I'm saying? Because it's not worth it to hold on to what you hold on to or whatever. Just settle, pay out what you got to pay out to a few people and move on. That's what you know what I'm right. saying. Just so he can move on with his career. That's what I would do. But anyway, um, you know, it was a great show. Once again, I appreciate Aline McNeil from coming on here, the, the rookie from the Detroit Lions, defensive tackle, had a big season, um, or whatever as a rookie. You know what I'm saying? I know y'all looked at his numbers, so he had a pretty decent season. Um, it, it, um actually, actually somebody pointed out to me was um that the number one with the number overall D, D tackle, Baltimore. He actually had more production than him, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, or whatever. Right. He was a third round, and Barmore was, I think, a first round, and he had a, a more productive season than he did. So, um, right. you know, so that, that lets you know, like, um, and like I was telling his dad, I said, my, his dad said he felt like he 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 um, was the same player. He just got more opportunity. But even he said himself, Aleem said himself, that he was a better player from college till now. And that's what I was telling his dad. I said, from what I seen the first couple of games to what I started seeing at the end of the season was he was, you know, he, you could see the improvement in him getting off the getting on getting off the ball a little bit more. I said if he if he get a couple of technique moves or whatever, you know, little 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 moves or whatever, you know, I know he the position he plays, you don't see a lot of too much, you know, crazy like spins and stuff like that at that spot. But if he get a couple of uh, moves or whatever, as fast as he is, as quick as he is, if he one of the four six at three hundred pounds. Oh, he can be he can be real special. Yeah, you know he what I'm saying? Oh yeah, because he, he moving at four at four six. Yeah, right. at four six, three hundred pounds. He moving, bro. Yeah, yeah. bro. He moving, boy. Mm-hmm. A lot of people. But yeah, mm-hmm. we get that. We get that. Uh, we we get that that grown man strength. You know what I'm saying? Because right now he's still young. We get that that grown man NFL strength in a year mm-hmm. or two. That's when it'd be like, yo, that's like what put Aaron Donald. You'd be like, yo, he got strong like. That boy, 
And, he's, and he's strong to be. Yeah, he's strong. He benching, I think he's benching something crazy already. He benches some yeah. ridiculous, some ridiculous numbers at his combine and stuff. He was he really benches ridiculous numbers or whatever his size and his um and age and all of that. So, but like you said, but I just think with another thing too, when you that young, you still be, he's still learning the game because because right. you got to think you linebacker then you go from DT. You know what I'm saying? Like in your college years, and you're gonna learn, but so much. But then go to the NFL, you know what I'm saying? You learning, you know, all the stuff you got to learn that, at that position, you know what I'm saying, or whatever. I, he just he just got a lot of room to grow. But I, I want to see when he said baseball. I was like, what? My ears perked up. Like, oh, you going to get back into baseball? Because I'm telling y'all, when he was 10, 11 years old, he was hitting the ball over the fence at 10. Like, he was like, he like a grown man among boys when he was that age. You know what I'm saying? Like, people, people don't realize how good Aline was, like, he was to the point where every and, and George is one of those big hot spot like youth baseball places where like you know it's a lot of great players come out of Georgia and they take that baseball seriously seriously. Mm-hmm. I've seen parents like damn they'll get in the fist fights with six year old games. <laughs> yeah. So like for for like that he had every Georgia school in a, in in like whatever schools around trying to get at him. Like, like wanting them to come play with their travel team and whatever teams down there or whatever. You know, I just think that he plays so much. You know, when you play baseball as a kid, they play so much that you get burnt out. But that's what happened to my other nephew. He was good. And, you know, at the time he was 13, he was burnt out because they played so much. You know what I'm saying? So, but other than that, man, like I said, man, um, I appreciate everybody coming. Are you going to church today or are you snowed in down there, Jacob? Uh, just just snow melted, but you know I'm a I'm gonna do church from Zoom today. You know what I mean? Okay, cause I know I know I know at yeah, back home, because, uh, man, we snowed in because the, because the the path up there the path up there in Greenville, South Carolina. So they got more snow than we did. So you know he he want to do church from Zoom today. So I'm like, right, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Especially yeah. on you don't want to try to make them old people come out now. You know what I'm saying? So. But anyway, yeah. y'all, man, I appreciate everybody coming on. Um, we was going, I was going to start the uh the blog the thing today, but um, I think I have to. I gotta, we gotta make, I gotta do something with it. But I need to get. Hey, I, how do we share this link? How do we share this link? Like after it's over. Yeah, uh, Facebook. Yeah, through Facebook. Yeah, through, through through Facebook. Basically, it's on my Facebook page. I put it on. Facebook. I just tag y'all in it. Okay. Yeah, uh, CV Sports and all that. Um, that that's, that's the easiest way to share it. I can also send y'all the audio too, like like email y'all. Send me the audio. It. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna email you the audio and okay. um and all of that too, so I can send y'all all that for y'all to have. But we supposed to be going to Blog Talk Radio, um or whatever. Um, so y'all two uh, on y'all phones, I mean on y'all laptops, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what I'm gonna do is I have I'm gonna give y'all a phone number. So when y'all basically y'all call that number and y'all still will be live on stream on y'all laptops, but y'all call that number. So y'all be blog top live and y'all be on here live at the same time. So I'm going to have to give y'all a number to call um, or whatever. So what I do is I email y'all a number. So next week when y'all when y'all come on, y'all have that number to call at the same time y'all come on live here. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Oh, um, so yeah, I do. I do have announcement to make. I, I kind of will have a, a call this week with uh, B Soul Radio, uh, out of Atlanta. They have okay. a live studio, but 
the program director hit me up and was talking about putting a sports show on her radio station. And um, I know more on tomorrow. Oh, Lord, he done went out on us. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, Ken K, I need to get at you, man, because I, I need to get some of them beats for my son, man. I need to hear what yeah. you got going on. So I'm going to email you my phone number or whatever okay. so you um, so we and you can chop it up because I know they're working on their album and where their album is done. But they he got like five artists that signed to him, actually. Oh yeah, I got to dig in my crate. It's oh yeah, so he, de he definitely yeah. got you know, and we got we got some spitters. Like we got some. I got one guy. Yeah. We got we got a couple of guys in the camp that can spit for real. You know what I'm saying? Like old school spit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that'll, that'll, that'll get me yeah, back no. into it because I, mean, I ain't been I ain't been meeting yeah. too many, so I I just been falling off. And I need Jacob to listen to the music for me, so he, he playing over there. Told Jacob to listen to the music. Yeah, no, I, I, I listen to it today, bro. I ain't. I ain't had a chance to listen to it yesterday, but I, I definitely listened to it today because, uh, I mean, you know, I, I listen to it and, and, and tell you what I think, give you my expertise, you know, because, right. you know, I like real. That real. I, I don't feel like, you no, know, it's not a lot of real music out today, bro. Like this. Oh, man. They got a, they got a couple. They got a few. They got a few, like, old school uh, feel, like, old school R&B feel cuts on them. You know what I mean? They got they, they new generation stuff, but they got... They got, I think they got a few like old school RB type type cuts that I think you'll like. You know but, what I'm saying? but Icon, I'm gonna tell yeah. you like I told your son. Ranks on me. Listen, bro. Oh, yeah. Listen. Oh, yeah. We still, we that, still gonna, we that's still that, gonna that's, push that. that's we a, still yeah, that's a global hit, man. That's, that, that's a real global hit, man. You that's know why I, mean? I want you to listen uh, to yeah. all, um, No Way. That's why I want you to listen to No Way because No Way. It got that pop, that pop feel to it. It, it could be a pop hit. It got that uh -huh. Chris Brown, um, Usher. It got that kind of feel, but it's like, but the video, my, my video concept is crazy. But anyway, we'll talk about all that offline. But anyway, man. Um, anyway, man, appreciate y'all, man. Bye, um, whatever. Um, in next week, because next in a couple of weeks, I'm gonna be on a cruise somewhere, you know, drinking my ties and all that. So, you know what I mean? But um, but yeah, we'll talk. But anyway, right. have a blessed week, man. I'm gonna email y'all all the info, all the stuff, all the all audio, and all that kind of stuff too. All right, all right, right. right. all right. Y'all be blessed. Right, all right, Indeed. we out of here. It's your boy Icon. We out of here, y'all. <laughs>